Let's go. G'day and welcome to On The Esky, a sports podcast where we like to wrap up the week that was in sport, smash a few squee squee moi moys and talk some absolute dribble. We've got an action-packed show planned for today. Cricket, IPL auction, Tim fucking David, the mm-hmm. highest paid player from Australia. <laughs> Australia's playing Sri Lanka and New Zealand is playing South Africa in a first test match. The Super Bowl, a little thing called the Super Bowl happened. Uh, the halftime show was elite, but the game itself was one of the better ones in recent memory. It was. We've got the NBA All-Star Game upcoming. Champions League football is back, plus a final round uh, featuring UFC 271. Footy just around the corner, and so is the F1. Please remember, we have time stamps. You can skip to the sports that you like, or if you complete nuffy like us, just listen to the whole thing. Check us out on Instagram. Hit that subscribe button on the YouTubes. On my left, I've got a very tired boy, very tired even. Uh, boy, with a dad now. Dad, yes. All grown up. Dad boy. Yeah, d- dad boy, <laughs> boy dad. Uh, he's got a 10-day-old baby at home. He's slept about 10 hours in the last 10 days. How are you feeling, pretty, mate? Pretty, pretty close. Yeah, tired, but otherwise uh, loving some... Uh, UFC, of course. Yeah, I mean, we've got to talk about that. Uh, yep. Two seventy one and yeah. the results from that. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit up and down for the uh, southern hemisphere, but we'll of course go into that in detail. And well, it's all up for the southern hemisphere, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> a bit up and down for Australia and New Zealand relations, yes, yes. but uh, yeah, big uh, Shui Vasa with that knockout, unreal. And uh, yeah, on my right, we've got the fastest research man in the southern hemisphere. Let's go with that, <laughs> Monkey Magic. How are you, mate? I'm right on my day. Um, yeah, good, good. Just been still tinkering around in this the studio. We've got some gym equipment hanging up now. Yeah. Um, so getting my wedge shred on. Um, <laughs> got, a, got a few months to get ready for that. Wedge shred. That's it. Look, I did. Looks like three boys that lift here, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> lift, uh, lift in. Camera lift tricks. in. Yeah. Lift stubbies. <laughs> That's it. Um, <laughs> Don't even really look like that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> look, I did did a couple of sets of squats yesterday, and I'm yeah. regretting buying a townhouse with two sets of stairs, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I bet, yeah. I bet. We're doing the old cowboy walk up there, where you? Been watching Yellowstone. That's walking it. up there like big rip. <laughs> yeah. Nah, big. struggling up there on my arms. <laughs> <laughs> we like to shout a beer here to kick off the show uh, to reward outstanding Work in the week of sport. Sean, I'll pass it over to you, a former Denver Bronco who mm-hmm. has a Super Bowl win, his second one. Mm-hmm. Who is it? Yeah, I w- want to shout a beer out to Von Miller. Uh, of course, winning his second Super Bowl, his third appearance. Uh, the main kind of point was his two sacks on the week, or on well, Monday for us, mm-hmm. on Sunday night for everyone else, mm-hmm. uh, equals the most the record for the most sacks in a Super Bowl. There so you go. In Super Bowl, like a career. So he's he's played in... Ah, uh, correct, yeah. So, yeah. So, so four and a half is uh, his total sack numbers across Super Bowls that he's played in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he equals the record from, uh, I think it was a Greens from memory, but a long time ago. So not anyone recent that you would know of. Mean Joe uh, Green? No, it wasn't Mean Joe. Not Mean Joe? Um, so Monks? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to force you Super Bowl history. Yeah, I'm not going to force you to look it up. But yeah, Von Miller getting his second Super Bowl. Got the two sacks, um, played a really good game. Him and Aaron Donald, we'll get into that in, in a minute when we review that game. They played a really interesting second half defensive line-wise, and mm. we'll talk about that. A yeah, indeed. We'll get stuck into it in just a second. So, that rim. Shout it out to him. Yeah. Uh, I, I doubt he's had any this week. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he's, uh, looking at some of the again the, the, the celebrations, uh, they've mm. definitely had a, a lot Parade, of yeah. uh, beverages um, to celebrate, so... Uh, great to get his second. Hopefully he'll be back in Denver um, this uh, season and um, uh, with maybe Aaron, Aaron Rodgers or Russell um, Wilson. So we'll see. <laughs> Two quarterbacks. Yes. 
Either or. <laughs> and I don't think he's going back to Denver personally, but we'll see. We'll see. He's, uh, it was only a one-year contract, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, he loves Denver. Um, he's, he's his entire family still at De- – well, like his family. He's still got his house at Denver. He's mm. Denver through and through. Um, never say never. Never say never. Monks, who you got? Winter Olympics action? Yeah, yeah, we'll go to the Winter Olympics. It's a thing that's on at the moment. Um, so I am going to shout a beer to Jacqueline Narakot. Um, <laughs> she won a silver medal in the Women's Skeleton, um, an event I would be uh, I'm scared shitless doing. I think 99.9% <laughs> of the world's population would be scared shitless doing the skeleton. Mm. Hurling down head first on the head ice first, at yep. over 100 kilometres an hour. That's it, yeah. So... Um, I suppose her history is she's track and field athlete. Um, she converted across to skeleton back in 2012. Um, only just won her first World uh, Cup Series win yep. um, this year. Yeah, there you uh, go. She's from rats. Queensland as well, isn't from she? From Queensland, yeah. Yeah, so not too much snow. <laughs> it does snow in Queensland, I'll let you know that. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, I think Stanthorpe might be the town uh, just over the border, uh, Great yeah, Dividing right. Ranges. But, yeah, not renowned for its snow, no. Queensland. Yeah. Not at all. Um, at least the stuff that comes from the sky. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> there are a few mining towns out there. Yeah. Uh, nah. Yeah, so shout a beer out. Uh, shout a beer for her this week. Um, winning, yeah, silver medal in the skeleton. Also Australia's first sliding medal ever. So yeah, bobsled right. luge skeleton. Well done to Jacqueline. Oh, I'm going to shout uh, OKC's best player. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, it's probably SGA. Second <laughs> best player, second best player, definitely one of the best rookies best, best getting rookie. it. <laughs> but yeah, that, well, you'd hope so. You'd <laughs> hope so. One of the best rookies getting around in the NBA. He's from Down Under, the Thunder from Down Under. Josh Giddy. Uh, he joins Oscar Robertson uh, as the only rookie in NBA history to record three straight triple doubles. He did that this week, um, and he's also mm. joins Ben Simmons and Luca um, to. Uh, record four triple dubs in their rookie season. King James had 11. (laughs) And uh, obviously LaMelo last year had an absolute uh, year. So uh, he's he's got... He's got the second all-time for 10 assist games as a teenager. So just behind King James, sorry, with 11. Uh, That was... Um, yep. For 10 assists for, So yep. likely to pass um, the King there And uh, what a year we're seeing in the NBA with the rookies Evan Mobley likely to win Rookie of the Year Cade Cunningham, the number one pick uh, Has been pretty good um, Yeah, un- unreal talent coming through And great to see a young boy from down under Doing big things uh, in the NBA uh, Oh, and speaking of Thunder from down under that uh, These new shirts uh, they're, they're courtesy of our friends over at the Carlton Draft uh, They do do a Josh Giddy shirt, Thunder from Down Under. You can check that one out. Uh, You can check out the Berry Bros, (laughs) Jared Berry and TJ Berry there from the Brisbane Lions. Check out Carlton Mids. Uh, It's on the back. It's got uh, Murph, Walsh and Cripper, a little play on words there with uh, the Carlton football team and a uh, delicious beverage. And uh, and Monk, (laughs) he's got, he's got, is it AFL... Uh, Ruckman Sam Draper, or is it Toronto Raptors uh, <laughs> ambassador and and uh, rapper who's probably past his prime? I must admit, not a big fan of his new work. Loved old old Drake. Old Drake, yeah. Is it Sam Draper or Drake? Who knows? It's Sam a Drake. So shout out to uh, the Carlton Draft for the new kit. Uh, you can get shirts, you can get stickers, you can get stubby holders, etc., etc., etc. Use Esky Esky code to get twenty percent off. Check them out. Boys, should we get stuck into some cricket? Let's Lincoln get stuck into it. I'll wag it in there so they got it. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Link, yeah, we'll chuck a link um, <laughs> on the YouTubes. We'll chuck a link um, on our socials. Uh, Esky, E-S-K-Y, 20% off. Uh, to our Indian fans, it is Esky, not Esky. <laughs> Esky, Esky. Uh, it's like, it's also known as an icebox, a chilli bun, uh, <laughs> a container that holds your grog and keeps it cold. Yeah, the cooler. Yep. The cooler, a cooler, cool box. A box full of ice. And tasty beverages. And beer, yes. Uh, cricket, a little thing happened uh, called the IPL auction. You might have heard of the Indian Premier League. It's the, by far, after watching this year's Big Bash, uh, by far and away the best uh, T20 tournament in the world and definitely yep. the most highly remunerated. Uh, eventful auction, we did see poor Hugh Adamides, uh the auctioneer, uh, take a bit of a tumble, uh, but he's all good. He's okay. Uh, he was. Mm. I think he didn't. He didn't take the next day. They had a replacement auctioneer come in. Yeah. But he he was okay. Went and, and waved to everyone. Uh, got a sta- standing ovation. Uh, I was reading during the week. Uh, Big Hugh. He's a professional auctioneer. That's what he does. Um, mm. Rolls his arms very well for the <laughs> Rajasthan Royals. And um, he's he's actually sold two and a half billion worth of shit at auctions in his career. So that is wow. <laughs> obscene. And yeah. Yeah, I, I suppose that includes these players. No, um, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, There's yeah. a lot of money going around there. Sure, I sure. But yeah, professional auctioneer and he's okay. Yeah. So shout out to you, Hugh. Uh, I had a chat with the Delhi Capitals, our, our um, team now, obviously, because they <laughs> like talking to us for some reason. Um, and a few big snubs uh, in terms of Aussies getting stubs. St- Steve Smith, Smith yeah, Smudge, probably uh, the yep. most surprising. Uh, him going there, unsold, yeah. uh, and and my very early on in the auction as well. It was, think. yeah, it was. Yeah. We did see him struggling to make the Delhi Capitals um, best eleven last year in a pretty stacked team. Uh, I thought someone else mm-hmm. would have picked up well, picked up Steve Smith for sure. From memory, last year he was picked up late, wasn't he? And they played a little bit of games with him to try and keep his price down. Yeah, so um, he paid. He, I think he made three hundred and eighty Australian last year, which by IPL numbers is is rather low. It's yeah. still it's still pretty good considering. I think the minimum contract in the IPL is about thirty grand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pay disparity. Uh, so yeah, so so Smudge going. Um, uh, unsold, a, a massive kind of head scratcher. There is, uh, we I think we're seeing a few comments saying, are Australia playing any test matches? Uh, we just had a look. No, there is no test cricket scheduled. They do. Oh. Or sch- international matches. Like, no, it doesn't there, have to be tested. There's nothing. So, so Pakistan Pakistan tour finishes at the start of April and then uh, IPL will kick off in the middle of April. So a bit of a head scratcher there. Smudge, uh, you know, he'll get to probably hang out, uh, spend a bit more time down under. Uh, what And someone that I thought was definitely going to get paid uh, or at least picked up um, mm-hmm. the high score in the Big Bash this year. He started um, to make a regular appearance for the Australian T20 international side. Ben McDermott. What yeah. happened there, boys? Don't know. Be quiet. Um, I guess we'll get into the Australia Sri Lanka um, series as well. But it was least. in his head, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was in his head. Oh, what am I going to do to get a gig? That's yeah. it. Just throw me a, a bone, someone. I'm, I'm sure Ben McDermott could do very well over there. Other big names to miss out: yeah. Aaron Finch. Kane Richardson mm-hmm. and Adam Zerpa um, out of the Aussies that went unsold. Uh, but it just goes to show when you can only play four internationals, each team carries about seven. Mm-hmm. That is true. So, so you've got to be within the best 70 international, um, you know, white ball play- or T20 players in the world. So Yeah, yeah and I think, uh, and we talked about it last year and I think we've talked about it a little bit, they have, a, you know, the favouritism for the Indian bats, um, have the local talent as your batsman yeah. and get – um, international quicks and get your international international quicks. spinners like, and one of the things you're, you're lacking, which is they they do have a good you know, spinning socks, but the, mm. the fast bowlers is really where they 
um, don't have the huge amount of stock, so yep. let's mm. let's get in the international guys there. Um, so maybe some of that favoritism there, though. Being smart with it, of course. So Favoritism is not even the right word. It's, it's just strategy. Yeah, strategy. They're yeah. using their money wisely. They're paying Correct. their local boys to keep them, you know, around because they want to. You've got to keep yeah. their core of their team it is long term. The IPL. So. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. And I'm glad they've got those rules. And yeah. as an Australian yeah. fan, you probably hate to see the the rise of the meteoric rise of India. But it's you see all this talent coming through, and you look at the depth of India. And I know we harp on about it, but. <laughs> like doing stuff like this is a, is, a, is a big big thing for them and and, yeah. and developing that that, that um, young talent that we're seeing coming through. Correct. Do you also think it's just McDermott's just a little bit unproven internationally? Um, we see him. Do yeah, possibly, here, but, but you know who else is unproven internationally? Tim David. Yeah, <laughs> Tim, uh, that's that's yeah. why the head scratching like occurs with me. Uh, and shout out to Tim David getting paid. We'll, get, we'll talk about him in yes. just a second. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm I'm not really sure. You know what goes through. I'm sure they do a lot of study, look at a lot of film, talk to a lot of people. Mm. Uh, but yeah, when you've only got so many picks and there's a fair few people around the world play this game that we love. Um, yeah, you, you've got to use them wisely. Um, but, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a bit of a head-scratcher, I, I think, at least with Smudge and, and McDermott going unsold. Yeah. Biggest earners. Uh, so the two biggest earners in uh, – or actually two of the biggest earners, all the biggest earners were Indian players. Ishan Kishan, uh, 15.25 crore. Uh, I think in AUDs that is mm, pushing th- – Pushing two point six million dollars, and Deepak Chaha after after a great uh, sort of breakout season last year, uh, he can he got fourteen crore from uh, the defending champs, the Super Kings, and Liam Livingston eleven point five crore, uh, mm. the highest international uh, paid player, the Pommy. He's going to Punjab. Well done to you. Should we talk Aussies? We did mention that man, Tim Davum. Look, he's yeah. he's a great player. He's, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think Tim David, especially at white ball level, uh, is is gonna you know sc- score a lot of runs. Is he worth being the most expensive Aussie at the IPL? Actually, well, Maxi is getting paid more, but he got retained. He, he's mm. so he was the most ex- expensive Aussie to be sold. Has never he actually plays his international cricket for Singapore, mm. uh, but is a Singapore Australian dual citizen. Uh, I think my cricket did him pretty dirty so this this year. That's the, um, the the guys that do the stats for all cricket pretty much played in Australia. Posted his uh, his his uh, my cricket average is thirty four, so that includes uh, longer format um, cricket. Uh, you know, f- yeah, with the kind of you know the premise of uh, is there a few guys feeling stiff? Um, you know, after yeah. after Tim David uh, getting picked up for that much money, uh, what do we think here, boys? Does he? Pro- I think he'll be looking to. Push uh, to play for Australia um, rather than Singapore. You'd imagine. I can't see him fitting into so, our yeah. best eleven anytime soon. Uh, but maybe making making a squad. Uh, but what's what's going on here, boys? Why why is Tim David getting paid such big bucks? What do they say? What does he bring? He, is he was he is he an all rounder? Uh, he bowls a little bit of offies, but it's more mm, it's more his batting. Bad. Yeah. He, what he brings is aggression, high strike rate, yeah. uh, ability to, to smack the shit out of a ball, not really a massive kind of innings maker. I think um, if, if you wouldn't mind seeing uh, what he made for the, the Hurricanes in the Big Bash, I don't remember him scoring any super big scores, but 
can can go out there and strike at 200 and and mm. get you some quick middle order runs. I think that's what what they see in Tim David, and and maybe that's what Australians are kind of lacking. You know, with with Smudge and Finch and these top order guys that don't strike like that. You know, uh, yeah, that, it, that that might mm. go out there and get you you know 70 at. You know, striking at 120, mm. maybe they're more after that middle order kind of just go out there for five overs and go absolutely mad kind, yeah, of, I'll, I'll kind of stick. I'll steal the words that Rick and he's throwing in here. The, the death hitter, like a guy that come in and just, um, you know, hit 30 from 10, <coughs> get, get as many runs as you can. And, yeah, and like, like a, like a Kieran Pollard, exactly. you know, like a, some of the, some of these West Indians that we see that they come. He's got great size and come in there and hit it all over the place. Yeah, but it's amazing. It's amazing that he. Like, if you told me, you know, last Friday before the auction that Tim David would be the highest paid Aussie <laughs> no. coming out of it, well, he, Aussie slash Singaporean. Yeah, he, we had a reserve of 70K, I think it was. Yeah, that, so yeah that's that was like his minimum. If I get over that, I'll come play. Unreal. <laughs> but that's, and that's why we like the IPL. The auction, it's so exciting. We saw Riley Meredith get, going for absolute bonkers money last year, which kind of all took us by surprise. But at least it fit the mould, you know. It fit the mould of they need big quicks over there, you know. Mm. That's that's what we're seeing from the other other nations. Uh, but, yeah, this Tim Tim David was a bit of a head-scratcher, I must say. Mm. Wishing him all the best. I hope he goes over how, there how old and, is Tim David? and smashes it. Uh, he was about 28, I think you had him up there. He's, he's not a spring chicken. No. He's not um, old, though, either. No, 25. So. 24. 25, there you go, yeah, 25. Yeah. 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 So, so, so maybe the, yeah. a bit of the youth there as well, long term. A little bit younger than I thought. There you go. That's how much research I've done on, on, on <laughs> young Tim Haven. Was did, did you bring up his big bash scores? What was um, How did he go? I, so we had, what do you got? So this season. Two, 218 runs. Yeah, he had a better season last year, 279. At, uh, at 31, striking at 150. That's that's probably all they're looking yeah. at is, is that ability to go and, and score runs quick. Yeah. Mm. Do you reckon he probably got caught up in a little bit of a bidding war and that sort of just overinflated? Well, he, he went real late as well. So maybe it was a little bit of, oh, teams had, you know, cash, yeah. cash to spend <laughs> sitting there and maybe that played into his advantage yeah. going later rather than being one of the first cabs off the rank like Steve Smith and they mm. passed and then they kind of go, oh, shit, I've got all this money to spend. Yeah, and I was like, well, yeah. young fella, they come through, we can have him, you know, yeah. for a little while. Let's let's pay him well. Uh, you know, death hitter, et cetera, et cetera. And then went like James says, a few of them just go back and forth and drives a number up crazy. So Good on him. Instant millionaire. Um, yeah. How fun would it be to watch? It'd be nervous. Like, it'd oh, be really so nerve-wracking. <laughs> if you're a player, especially an well, up-and-comer, like, up you know, where this is this is life-changing for the man, really. Yeah. You know, a guy like Steve Smith, he... he you know, sure, he's stiff to, to miss out, but it's not going to hurt him too much financially, mm. you know, in the long run. No. But, but whereas a guy like like Tim David, like this is absolutely life-changing. It would have been very, very fun and exciting and nerve-wracking to watch it all unfold with his family. Potentially, or, you know, he was later in the auction and, and he could have been the guy who's like, well, I'll find out what it is in the morning. I've gone to bed. Mm. <laughs> he wakes up <laughs> as a, or his phone's blowing up at early in the morning and he's just like, shit, I'm now a millionaire. Like, mm. It would have been an excellent feeling. So, yeah. Anyways, I think Ben McDermott might be scratching his head going, come <laughs> yeah. on, man. Like, I was the best stick on this Hobart Hurricanes team, but yeah. I, I'm sure his time will come, Ben McDermott. And yep. need to see him score some international runs now he's in that Australian side. Other Aussies to go, Josh Hazelwood uh, goes to Royal Challengers Bangalore. He'll join Maxi there. Pat Cummins um, back to the Knight Riders. Dan Sams, he got paid uh, nearly half a million Aussie bucks to the Mumbai Indians. Um, a really good T20 player we've seen through this big bash. Uh, his ability to come in and death hit, uh, going along with his bowling prowess, prowess even. 
Uh, Matt Wade, a little bit surprising as well, I think, uh, for the for the Asian keeper. He, he picked up a similar mm. kind of contract. Uh, and then the other Aussies to go, Nathan Coulter-Nile to Rajasthan, Riley Meredith to Mumbai for one crore, which is <laughs> 180 grand. Nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, after going, going for over two mil last year, a significant pay cut for the big quick there. Yes. But he's there. He's there, he's, you know, can still prove himself. He's still only young. Um, so wishing him all the best. Jason Berendorf, Ken Barron. Uh, he's going to Royal Challenges Bangalore, so three Aussies there at RCB. And Nathan yeah. Ellis, another oh, Hobart Hurricane, yeah. another bit of a head-scratcher there. Uh, on, on kind of 75 lakhs, you know, nothing to sneeze at, but not not a big contract. But again, he's there, he's getting his name out there. Um, good to see. Uh, a few of these Aussies going that we didn't expect. Uh, Monks, yeah, if you wouldn't mind bringing up um, the squads uh, on the on the big screen for us, so we can go through. Um, I'll talk firstly about our Delhi Capitals. Um, really happy with with the team that they put together. Obviously, uh, getting David Warner and Mitchell Marsh. Mitch Marsh uh, definitely had the best. Uh, T20 year last year by an Australian uh, by by leaps and bounds and arguably was in you know some of the best T20 form in the world last year and David Warner looking to kind of get get back his mojo going back to where it all began uh, as a Delhi Daredevil all those years ago um, so yeah looking for Davy to to go out there and score some runs after a lackluster year last year at Sunrisers Hyderabad. Uh, Prithvi Shaw is there, the young 22-year-old from India that we saw come on leaps and bounds last year. Uh, Rovman Powell uh, at the top of the order uh, from the West Indies. I think he went for some good cash. I was trying for, uh, doesn't have it here, but anyways, he's international. 2.8 crows. 2.8? Yeah. We'd love to know the pronunciation on this. Yeah. Crows? 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 It's Esky. Uh, Rishabh Pant will be the captain. Tim Seifert uh, picked up the New Zealander as a backup keeper. Uh, Kuldeep Yadav, the spinner. Uh, The first ever Bangladeshi to go in the IPL. That was a... uh, No, 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 no. First Bangladeshi to Delhi Caps in uh, Musafisi Raham. And Arnik Notkia was retained. You know, the guys uh, that went the day after, on the second day of the IPL, talking to the Delhi Caps, got to have a chat with uh, with big Anrik. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm be messaging right. the Caps media teams uh, saying, <laughs> A, where's our merch? <laughs> and B, couldn't have thrown us a bone, you know. Yeah. Couldn't have thrown us a little Mitch Marsh chat or something. Anyways. That would have been all right. And uh, the Lord, the Lord Shadul Thakur, yeah. he, went, he went for big money. It's a pretty stacked team, uh, I think, especially in that bowling uh, lineup with Raman, um, Northgear, Thakur and Yadav, uh, as well as uh, Ngidi from South Africa, be a pretty strong team. Uh, do they have the cattle at the top of the order? Uh, let's hope so. Between Prithvi Shaw, Davey Warner, mm. uh, Mitch Marsh and uh, Rishabh Pant. Uh, Rishabh Pant. And don't forget, I think um, <laughs> actually Patel probably a little bit dirty there, getting named as more of an all-rounder. But he definitely can add a lot with his spin bowling and uh, well, he can offer a lot with the bat. So, he, and can sw- he can swing the stick, yeah. Yeah, so... But definitely uh, the, the bowling in Delhi looks really, really good. Yes. Mm. Yeah, solid team. What about the other teams there, Max? If you wouldn't mind scrolling up. Uh, There's K. Keep so going, keep going, keep going. Top list, I think we had. Jeez, where are we? Gujarat. There we yes. go, Gujarat. Uh, so new to the IPL this season. Yeah, new to the IPL. Be interesting yeah. to see how the team out of Ahmedabad goes. Uh, Shubman Gill, Jason Roy, David Miller, yeah. Matt Wade, uh, Ridman... Ridhiman Saha. I forgot Khan. Rashid Khan, uh, massive um, uh, contract there, 15 crores. 
uh, for um, for the Afghani spinner. Yeah. Uh, so it says drafted there. Was that so? Um, did so he didn't have to go through the auction. I don't yeah. believe. Yeah. 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 So um, Gujarat and Lucknow both had chance to draft a few players. Correct. So 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 has got to retain. Yeah. So Gujarat got to draft. So they went with Hardik Pandya, who's going to be the skip. Uh, Rashid Khan and Shubman Gill. Pretty handy, uh, mm. big three there. Um, if you want to keep going, uh, I think Matt Wade, the only Aussie there at Gujarat. Mm-hmm. CSK, the defending champs, um, they've, they've been really, really good. Uh, we saw the meteoric rise of Rudaraj Gaikwad uh, last year. What is like to like six crores, bit of money. Uh, it's yeah. over a million uh, AUDs, but he was in the top three sticks last year in the IPL. So may um, have got him a little bit cheap there on on the retainee. Uh, you know, MS Dhoni, obviously a very, very, oh, very, very good player, but possibly getting paid a little bit more on name basis uh, these days. And Barty Royadu. I don't mind uh, the, the, very, very the Kiwi in there, Conway as well. Uh, yeah, Devin Conway, yeah. yeah we, saw what, we saw what he could do at the World Cup and, and had a stellar year last year. And then uh, as you go down there, uh, pretty handy all-rounders in Ravi Jadeja, Moeen Ali, Dwayne Bravo. Yep. Uh, that, that, they'll be good. They'll be good again. Um, yep. It wouldn't surprise me if they if they don't start as a favourite, they'll definitely be top three. And we spoke about Deepak Chaha. Yeah. Uh, Rickon has him in his top four. So. Yeah, oh, de- definite top four um, and wouldn't be surprised if... If they aren't uh, the favourites um, coming through, uh, if you wouldn't mind, keep yeah. scrolling. We already spoke about Delhi, uh, Kolkata Knight Riders. Um, the the boys they made the um, the finals last year, uh, couldn't get through the semis. Uh, Shreyas Iyer, um, the the big name there, um, as well uh, as this, it'd be nice if it was sorted uh, a little bit better than this. Yeah, Paddy Cummins in there. Yeah, big Paddy Cummins. We spoke about Sunil Noreen, Andre Russ, big Dre Russ. Um, they're looking pretty good. Mohammed Nabi, uh, Nitish uh, Rana, uh, looking pretty good as we keep going uh, down the list. Lucknow, another new team. So KL Rahul will be the highest paid player in uh, the IPL this year. 17 crores. Crores, whatever it is, get at us. <laughs> Stein got paid too. Stein, yeah, Stein. Yep. Uh, so he got drafted. Uh, uh, so yep. so uh, one of two Aussies uh, that didn't have to go through the uh, auction along with uh, uh, Maxi. And Ravi mm. Bishnoi, uh, he got drafted as well. Not uh, a huge fan of their team. Yeah, DeCock, not bad. Um, Deepak Huda, we saw what he could do last year. Krunal Panya, Jason Holder, uh, mm. big names there. Uh, yeah, on paper, no one like no one really standing out. But, no. you know, Evan Lewis, he's, he's been pretty good. For the Windies, um, I tell you, a team that will stand out this year, as they always do, the Mumbai <laughs> Indians, they're looking very strong as per usual. Rohit Sharma will skip uh, along with SKY, Suriya Kumar Yadav, um, and Ishan Kishan. They spent big. They, it was an interesting tactic that the Indians went. They went, let's mm. let's get our, our big name dudes and throw a lot of yeah, money right. at them, and then mm. the rest that, you know, just kind of throw. Throw, throw the crumbs to the rest. Yeah. Um, they've also got uh, Kyron Pollard, uh, Jasper Boomerah, he was retained. Uh, Jofra Archer, uh, a lot of money for a guy that hasn't played much cricket. Definitely worth it when he's healthy. Uh, what, are, what are our thoughts on Jofra? We, we've got two months to, to the IPL. He's already missed our whole summer of cricket. You'd hope that body's getting uh, on the way? You'd hope he's well-rested, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. 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 Uh, and then, you go. I was yeah. just saying they've added Sam's and David down the bottom there, and um, I think 
Rickon's point here was that Mumbai Indians have already come out and said they're building for the future, so they don't really care if they forfeit this year, but I think they've still got a really strong team. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Anyway, that, that, so that team looks that, fucking that's pretty the, stacked. They'll still be you know, up there in the top four. And maybe uh, maybe the Aussies have to get around them with Tim David, Dan Sams, Riley Meredith all there. You got Mills too from England. Tymel Mills. Pretty strong. As yeah. we keep bowling stocks are very strong. Keep going through. Uh Punjab Kings, Mayank Agarwal, uh to to skip of them. Johnny Bearstow. Johnny Bearstow. <laughs> Johnny Bearstow got paid. Good good on him. Yeah. He did, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh so watch watch out, fast food joints of India. Johnny Johnny's coming over. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be their keeper by looks that. Cheap shot. Uh, uh, Shikha Darwan, um, Nathan Ellis, we spoke about the young Aussie. Uh, be interested to see if he can crack that 11. Yeah, Rabada. Uh, doubt it. Rabada, uh, Rahul Chahar, uh, Liam Livingston. Liam Livingston. Yeah, through, through big money, as we mentioned before. As we go through yeah. to the Rajasthan Royals. <laughs> Get at me. I'll, I'll sell cricket players. Um, Sanju Sampson uh, will we'll keep and um, captain uh, Joss Butler. Yep. Uh, some two pretty handy hitters there. Big sh- big heady, big shimmer on Hetmeyer. He goes over, played at Delhi last year. Dev Dutt Padika uh, we saw last year have a really good tournament. Jimmy Neesham, the the Kiwi, he's um he's he's coming along. Uh, got got paid a little bit of money there. Nathan Coulton Nile uh, with the money that they spend on him, you'd imagine he will be a staple um, in in that lineup there. And as we keep going down, Royal Challengers, Bangalore. Uh, always very, very strong. Virat Kohli, the biggest name uh, in Indian cricket. Uh, how will he go this year after stepping down, being tapped on the shoulder, pushed out of being the Indian skipper? Uh, quick ca- captain check. They haven't got an Indian captain yet. No? no. Even, even after the auction's been a week? Nothing announced. Nothing announced. And what, are we uh, 10 days away from... From Test cricket, not far. Very, very close. Not far. See if but, any, but anything's dropped in the last few hours. Someone has to know, so. <laughs> surely, yeah. Surely. surely, well, and as we spoke about last week, the captain must know. Yeah. Just when it's been Just announced. Keep quite quiet. Indeed, indeed. Uh, so, Faf, Faf Du Plessis there got paid well. Mohamed Siraj retained. Uh, we spoke about Australians, uh, Jason Berendorf and Glenn mm. Maxwell. They uh, got a great top four. Like and what about Hasaranga? We've seen a lot out of him, uh, the Sri Lankan spinner. He got paid very handsomely. Seeing, seeing him playing uh, down under at the moment, we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, so, uh, obviously, um, a very talented spinner out of Sri Lanka there in Hasaranga. What about Sunrisers Hyderabad? We spoke about rebuilding. Uh, Mumbai, I don't know how much they're rebuilding. This is a, a, a side that literally is rebuilding. Yeah. They, they retain Kane Williamson. What do we think of the names there? So I think um, I reckon I actually got us a bit of news on this. Uh, so Cadage, I believe, is their coach, and he's already resigned. He resigned yesterday because he didn't like the outcome of the auction. So wow. Simon Cadage, <laughs> yeah. spitting the dummy. Um, I don't like him. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Doesn't sound by Simon Caddish replaces by Michael Clark <laughs> <laughs> after after epic locker room st- stash even. Yeah. Um, oh, there you go. The Catman is coming back. Only if, what two months out they'll be able to replace him pretty quick. You'd, you'd think. And according to Rickon as well, that Rohit will be the captain. That's uh, been announced. Press conference next week. Um, mm. It was tweet. It was tweeted out by Johns. So tweeted, but not announced. Yeah. I'll, Again. Sharma was on our most likely list. Yeah, get the lot. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, reports I've got coming out from yesterday said is just he will be named. He will be named. He will be named, yeah. There, there you go. go. So Rohit Sharma. Option. Yeah, simple option. We'll see where we go. Yeah. 
Uh, what do we think of this team, boys? Uh, Glenn Sticky. Phillips picked up. He looked pretty good. Going. Romero Shepard. If we go out of limos, if there's any team that's going to finish last, it'll be this team. Yeah. it's <laughs> Look, there's some <laughs> handy cricketers there. There's just not like those big, big name T20 players. Is there Washington Sundar getting paid a bit? Um, Sean Abbott, the Australian. Marco Jansen. Um, Natarajan, mid, yeah, like tier the, yeah, exactly. Uh, plenty of mid middle tier. I agree, a hundred percent. Nicholas Puran, um, mm. a lot of middle tier guys, but yeah, maybe maybe uh, won't won't go into the um, the tournament as uh, as favourites. No. I think that's it. Let us know in the comments who do you think won the auction? Who's going to be the teams to beat? Up the caps. Who's going to be your dark horses? Uh, there is. There is a little bit of money left in the kitty, uh, specifically mm. the Punjab Kings and uh, CSK. Wow, and RCB. So, so two two teams that are very very strong, uh, and and Punjab there uh, have a little bit of money left to spend. Mm. Um, so they might be able to pick up some free agents. Okay, sweet. Let's come back to Australia. We do have. Some cricket going on down under. It's been pretty much one-way traffic, hasn't it, boys? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we did see a really cool game last Sunday uh, in a super over. They've got to start these games half an hour earlier for, for me. <laughs> they, I actually went to bed. Um, so we made 164 off the back of uh, 48 from Josh Inglis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Shrunken had 78 off the last six overs. They were already four or five down. I thought, nah, this is done. I need to be up early in the morning. <laughs> went to bed. <laughs> went to a fucking super over. Uh, Dustin Shanaka, he went absolutely off. Dan Sams had that sick catch. Uh, but the Aussies got the win um, in the super over. Those first two games were pretty competitive. Pretty competitive. Mm-hmm. The second two, uh, Australia currently sits four zip over the, over the Sri Lankans uh, at the Theatre of Dreams. Monica over <laughs> Tuesday night. Uh, the Aussies did it pretty well. Um, one by six wickets made really light work of the Sri Lankans top order. That man, uh, Shanaka, uh, the best of the Sri Lankans. Uh, Kane Richardson, who we just spoke about, going unpicked in um, in the IPL. Uh, he was the best with the ball for the Aussies. Three for twenty one. Maxi and Finch chipping in with 30 each. McDermott, first ball quacker. Uh, mm. he, I reckon it was in his head. This was this <laughs> would have been the second game uh, since going uh, undrafted uh, or, or unsold, I should say, in the IPL auction. Poor fella. Yeah. Um, it, his Unlucky. time will come. He's, he's, he's got the talent. Has to. Has to. And then last night at the MCG, another kind of a bit of a lacklustre game in terms of uh, competitiveness. Um Bit of fight out of the top order. Nisanka with 46. Dry Richardson, the other Richardson, the best of the Aussie bowlers. Maxi looking good again. Inglis looking good again. Uh, but it's, it's mm. four zip going into tomorrow's night's game. Uh, can the Australians make it a five zip series win? And who cares that much? Well, like quick, quick, quick question. Why are they doing a five game series against Sri Lanka? Uh, I don't know. Um, obviously, New Zealand was meant to come and then. Uh, New- yeah, it's filler. Uh, it's I, not feel like, like this was always planned. Yeah, I think they added two more to to this one because New Zealand couldn't come. Well, that's what uh, I mean by filler. So they're yeah they're filling in. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd say it's pro- my answer was probably money. Um, so yeah, yeah, okay. All killer, no filler. That is an album by hmm, someone. You can look that up. All killer, <laughs> no filler. Uh, is it Kiss? All killer, no filler. Look that one up. Uh, Australian coach chat. Uh, Shane Watson came out saying 
should we do away with the one coach to rule them all? I like a little Lord of the Rings kind of no. input there. Some forty one. Just some forty one. Yeah, yeah, it was close. <laughs> Kiss, Kiss. some forty one. Yeah. Pretty much the same in the you know the annals of rock history, <laughs> the annals of rock history. Uh, yeah, coach, coach, coach. Should we have three different? I don't think so. Just, just it, it just makes things so difficult. So just like Shane Watson's uh, reviews of LBWs, like this is a bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> what I love you. You're a handsome devil. Could hit a ball. Did big things for Australian white ball cricket. Uh, yeah, possibly they held on to you a little bit too long in the red ball format. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I love you. I love you. I, I disagree. I disagree. You, you, you I think I think one coach. Yeah, under under one system. You, you uh, need someone well, essentially to to be the face, the or leader. To, yeah. Well, one to be, it doesn't have to be the, the, the but you got to do all the media shit. You got to exactly. do all the coordination. You got, you're essentially the one sitting over the top, just to make sure everything's ticking along. You and don't have to be like the on-field strategy and all that. You maybe you got all your assistants to help it you. It doesn't happen in cricket. That's the thing we we've spoken about it before. The 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 cricket coach is a face. It's a yeah, yeah it's, it's a representative, yeah. much like the you know he's an the, the president of the United States or the Queen <laughs> or someone like that. They actually don't do anything. <laughs> they, they, they just have to face the media and you know not sound like they have dementia yeah. and you know and and take all and the it's hard sometimes. <laughs> that's right. And and JL I thought was a good guy for for that role. Yep. Um, yeah. That's what they need. They're not. It's not like an NFL coach that's out there every thirty seconds calling plays. It's not even. You know, say in, like in you know rugby league or soccer, where you've got interchanges happening. You know, you've got you know you're actually having some input into how the game's actually travelling. The coach is mm. is is there to to be you know f- to represent the the country, to represent the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, talk strategy. You know, out, outside of um, the the play on the field. You know, in the in, yeah. the, in the session breaks and and that. But and to get scapegoated, so yeah, and to get scapegoated, <laughs> which JL did. <laughs> Pray for JL. Uh, wonder where he's going to end up. There's still a lot of chat that England might be interested. Uh, uh, again, we spoke about it last week. Uh, if the price is right, who knows? But maybe he'll just want to spend a little bit of time at home with the family after uh, you know occupying a very stressful position for the last four years mm. and really getting thrown um, mm. you know to the media after Sandpaper Gate and the rest of it. Um, so yeah, wishing JL all the best. Uh, I'm going to disagree with Watto, although again. Big big man crash on on ya. Could hit a ball. Could could bowl 135 <laughs> plus. Uh, but no, I think one united coach is the way to go. Mm. Probably save money and salaries there as well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. That's what it comes down to. Must be the money. Uh, boys, New Zealand, South Africa playing at the moment. South Africa after just doing India at home. Yeah. New Zealand in New Zealand is no easy feat, is it? Yeah. Uh, they got so, absolutely skittled. To confirm, we're talking Test cricket. Test cricket, test cricket. Uh, South Africa, skittled, 95. Uh, you see how South Africa batted again there on the notes? Oh, I can just see that. Yes. <laughs> but when you see a score of 95, you do have to question it. Yeah, this was a question. I was like, is this a one-day game? Like, what the fuck happened? New Zealand scored 482. Wow. They kept batting and scored 300 after they didn't need to. Oh, my goodness. I do wonder what goes through that brand of yours sometimes. Uh, much the same of mine. <laughs> not not much. I'm just checking. The, the viewers can't see the notes. <laughs> That's true. The, yeah, the viewers can't. We haven't got to New Zealand yet. <laughs> no. Yeah, this actually kind of flew under the radar a little bit for us. Uh, only only kind of uh, came to our attention this morning. <laughs> Matt Henry, seven for twenty three. Uh, interesting Jeez. when you see South Africa getting skittled for ninety five. I was thinking Bolt or Southie or someone, you know, mm-hmm. doing the, the demolition job. It was Matt Henry. 
Uh, mm. Seven for 23 from the young man. And then New Zealand, you know, oh, it must be a green deck, you know, yada, yada. Uh, no, no, it's not. 482, Henry Nichols, 105. Tom Blundell, 96. South Africa, uh, that was... Uh, what an hour ago, nine for one hundred and five. The game, done. the game may be over. <laughs> they're yes. done. Yep. They're done. Uh, so getting done by an innings and over two hundred runs there. Uh, wow, two six two seventy six. Yeah, New Zealand uh, in New Zealand, man. There's a reason yeah. why they're the they're the best test team in the world according yep. to the World Test Championship. Yeah, so that second innings, um, Southie was five for three. He, he got the last one. Yeah, must have. Yeah, um, there you go. Yeah. After beating India at home, and again, that's cricket for you, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's uh, one set of rules at home and another set of rules when you go overseas. Yeah, well, South Africa mm. beat India in South Africa, of course, but, you know. India did beat Australia. Yeah, we India won't talk did about beat that. Australia we talk in Australia. That. <laughs> that was two years ago, James. <laughs> so that, well, it was last Ish. year. <laughs> it started two years ago <laughs> in, the, in the calendar year. Yes, yes. technically. Yes. Technically, 2020-21 series. Yes, all right. Uh, uh, yeah, and South Africa has also beaten us twice last time they've been here. But <laughs> <laughs> alas, the, uh, the alas New Zealand in New Zealand. Yeah. The ball's swinging yeah. around. They pronounce their vowels funny, et cetera, et cetera. Fosh and chops. Fosh and chops. Fosh and chops. Ardern. Wear a mask. <laughs> Just wear a mask. Jeez. Yeah, that'll probably wrap up our cricket chat. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I thought we weren't going to talk about that this year. Yeah, well, well what's ahead? We, I think we covered it off. So, so India are about to play West Indies in India. Mm-hmm. Pray for West Indies. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Australia going to Pakistan. Again, no news of any cancellations this week. We did query, will it happen? Uh, I did see the, t- the team, try and bring up the last team, 1998, uh, last Australian team to play in Pakistan. Uh, it was one of the GOAT Australian, oh, yeah, Australian teams. Uh, I think we're talking Langer. I think we're talking Hayden. I think we're talking both wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Healy was still um, keeping. We're talking Warren. We're talking McGrath. Uh, big Darren Lehman, big buff. I think uh, I think he was in that team. Um, yeah, so put that into perspective. Uh, I'm, I'm currently going to university with people that were born in 2000, <laughs> 2001. Uh, so <laughs> 1998 was the last time that Australia was in Pakistan. Hopefully it all goes ahead, hopefully without any issues. Um, and, yeah, a massive, massive thing for the people of Pakistan to get um, Australia back um, after such a long time. And then what, all international cricket kind of wraps up for a little while and then yeah, we go I, the IPL? Yeah, so April, IPL, um, yeah, they, they schedule Very everything good. around that. Good, interesting six weeks of cricket leading up to that. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Have you got that team? I think I've got most of them, right? Oh, Stewie McGill. No, they had. You know what they had? They had three spinners. So, so Glenn McGrath was the only quick. They had, they had Colin Funky Miller. So yep. we saw Ollie Robinson Funky. bowling a little bit of uh, mm-hmm. a little bit of offies. So Funky used to bowl his meds. So he probably would have got the new ball with McGrath, uh, and then switched to switch to his offies. And then they had Stewie McGill and Shane Warne in that team. Did I miss anyone? Lemon. Fleming. See, this is first test. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Fleming yeah. didn't play the last test. All right, let's go. Last well, I'm, I'm going off something that I saw on social media this week. <laughs> <laughs> but they're pretty accurate. Those yeah, things, you know, in the era of misinformation. Yeah. Yeah. How good's my information? Gavin Robertson. Gavin <laughs> fucking Robertson. That there's a name to look up. Gavin Robertson. Probably more known for singing uh, with with the Lee brothers <laughs> and uh, Richard Cheekwee. Richard Cheekwee in the band Six and Out. There you go. That was the last time that Australia was in 
Pakistan, Michael Slater, Tubby Taylor. No Hayden, my apologies. It it was Taylor, Slater, Langer, War War, Buff Lehman, Healy, Gavin fucking Robinson, Colin (laughs) Funky Miller, Stewie, the Sweet Prince McGill, Glenn McGrath. That's a throwback, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. 1998. 1998. I thought I might play for Australia in 1998. (laughs) Wouldn't mind uh, getting in a time machine going, young fella. Let's let's set your let's set your eyes on uh, playing local first grade. Let's, let's focus on someone else. <laughs> he, he, he ten, don't kill his dreams yet. Yeah, that's right. You got to lie to children. You got to yeah. lie to children. You can be anything you want to be. <laughs> Astronaut, sure. Heaps of people go to space. Homer Simpson did it. Yeah, cowboy. You, you're probably still only two foot five at that point. So, so two foot five's <laughs> unders as an eight year old. I'm trying to think what two foot five is. Uh, 60, 65, 70 <laughs> centimetres on a, on a good day. That's pretty short for, for an eight-year-old. Just a little bit. Yeah. yeah. was a late bloomer. Late bloomer. Mm. Still hoping to bloom late in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of blooms. Oh, still early days yeah. for us. Yeah, early days, early uh, days. Yeah. yeah. Just got to work out the internet and how to talk. All right, boys, that'll wrap up our cricket chat. Um, yeah. That will... Might clip that. Yeah, we might clip that into a cricket video, IPL. Let us know, obviously, uh, about who you think is going to do well in the IPL this year. Up the Caps. Um, yeah, up the Delhi yeah. Capitals. Send us some merch, please. Please. Super Bowl, lads. Let's do it. So, we'll, I guess we'll kick off with our review. Uh, yep. Rams and Bengals uh, taking on each other. Simpsons were slightly off. They had the uh, Bengals winning, did that? Yeah, they had Bengals winning. Um <laughs> 34-31, and I think our well, – what was our final score? 24-2? 24-20. 20, so, yeah. 23-20? T- no. 23-20. Uh, 23, 23, 20. 23 20. Around, around that. Uh, no, 23-20. it was 23-20 because yes. I took a 42-and-a-half line. Yeah, that's it. We were going overs hard. We were. Yeah. We were. And I, I bitched it, and I thought, oh, that line is way too much. I'm going to drop it down to 42-and-a-half. It came through. Yeah. I missed out by – Two yards from Van Jefferson, who – what about one of the old, all-time days? Yep. Won the Super Bowl, had a child within three hours. Yeah. He didn't physically Christ. give birth. Uh, <laughs> no. but, but the wife was there, you know – Had to stretch her out. Around so. due date, <laughs> went into labour, went yep. into labour during the Super Bowl. Van finishes, says, cheers, boys, I love you. Going to shoot off to the hospital. Yep. And uh, – and, uh, had had the arrival, safe arrival of his second bubba. The the day that he wins the Super Bowl, that is absolute scenes. Good on you, Van Jefferson. Uh, but you fucked me, Molly. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know what? I'm more about the story than than the 120 bucks that I would have won with this multi. You know what? I'm, I'm happy to let that 120 go through to the keeper. You know, we've yeah. got eight dollar donations coming into the esky now. Like obviously, <laughs> obviously, we don't need to worry too much about winning 120 bucks. I'm more about the story, yes. the storyline of Van Jefferson having a baby and winning the Super Bowl yeah, in the same day. And on on a multi perspective. Has been killing it for me all year, yeah. especially with Robert, Robbie uh, Woods, Bobby, Bobby Trees, Trees, having a bit of a down year. Van Jefferson taking him for 25 yards. Uh, he actually won me a little bit of money. Uh, so no no hate. No hate no, from here. Not at all. And the, the video, the scenes of like the assistant running up to him while he's there with his other kids celebrating the confetti. And it's like, oh, your yeah. wife's giving birth now. You need to you go. Get and it's just here. like, hey, mummy, you know, mummy's having a baby. We need to go to, to go. And the kids are like, all right, cool. That is, that is <laughs> it's such a story. It's such a yeah. cool, wholesome story. It is. Uh, Back to the football. What about the curse of the toss? Yeah, toss. So start at the, at the coin toss, and they full set it. Uh, when the Bengals won the toss, they're like, oh, I don't know if that's a good thing mm-hmm. because for whatever reason, 
Bengals now make it eight teams in a row that have won the toss that lose the game. Yep. Getting a little bit weird, you know, eight spins in a row, at two up, uh, eight, also, eight red or blacks on the pokies. Yeah. It's, you know, you, also, you often hear three or four, but eight in a row. Well, yeah. two, two home teams have won the last two Super Bowls as well, as away teams. But There you go. <laughs> um, also on that, last ten, I think, Super Bowls, team that won the toss deferred. Mm. So I think it's it's they probably saying a little bit more to deferring to tactics, the second half yeah, than, um, yeah. than possibly a coin toss. There you, you go. Get you, that ball. Go and that's yeah, go score and put toss, some, receive. That's yeah, right. Got to go, go score first. Yeah. Have some confidence. Have yeah. some confidence. Get that ball. Go score. There you go. Interesting. Numbers, but interesting. Mm. Uh, Bengals, <laughs> very early on, they went for it on that fourth and one about – Midfield, uh, well, the, the first, turned it over. You know, the first quarter of football kind of led towards that we were going to go overs in this. They could move the ball. Teams were going; they're both going up and down the field. Yeah, and and, and then led, led to the Rams maybe running away with it as well. Yes, yeah. They, well, they went up two touchdowns, and you were just at that point. You were just like, oh, I'm starting to feel a bit worried for the Bengals here. But then they clawed their way back into it and got starting back into to feel the game. a bit of that. Uh, what was that? Denver Carolina game. Oh no, no Denver um, Seahawks. Denver so, Seahawks. Yeah, game. where Sorry, it, yeah. it got away and it was just like it was 40, one of the 40, 40 to one 12. of the worst viewing games as a neutral. Yeah, you just ever. like oh, hopefully yeah, because it was two easy touchdowns. The length of the field and you're yeah. just like oh, they've got they're on you know they got the mojo. They're on the roll. Horrible, here, but, horrible Super Bowl. Um, really correct. Can you, Props to the Bengals D. They kind of change it up a little bit and yeah. shut them down. Mm. They really stopped the run. They went hard after the run. And and we were um, questioning that front seven of um, of the Bengals. Would they be able to stop the run? We all thought Cam Akers overs was a good bet. Yeah. They did really well in, in shutting down Cam Akers and, and that front seven stepped up big time. Also, I think the, the main, the really big change was OBJ. So OBJ going out, yeah. then they could do what they needed to to, to cover and poor play. Cooper. like. Got the first touchdown of, of the game. Big Drake dropped, a, I don't know, half a mil or something for him to score a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Got it done uh, early. He absolutely torched Mike Hilton with a little show and go, the mm-hmm. old sluggo. Mm-hmm. Uh, how yeah. about his resurgence? Uh, you know, a lot of, you know, shade thrown around him at Cleveland. He's washed up. He's this and that. Uh, and you get him into a different system and has been absolutely outstanding. Well, and, and fuck ACLs suck. They suck, man. Yeah. Like and turf, yeah. On turf. <laughs> Turf as well, like you just yeah. see the foot just kind of, you know, digs in there, the leg doesn't move and boop, and goes his knee, non-contact, and you're just like, oh, that sucks. You, you knew straight away that, hey, that's a bad, bad knee injury yeah, one of the ligaments, and unfortunately. The worst one. Yeah, yeah the, the worst, worst one. one. I saw something on socials this uh, this week as to why do they even exist? Well, they exist to stop to stop that movement, can't yeah. of, of, t- of the tibia direction. going past the femur forwards. Uh, but yeah, it just it just sucks, man. Um, in the Super Bowl, but mm-hmm. what would you take as well? What would you take? Super Bowl ring, yeah. Scored a touchdown in a Super Bowl. Has oh, to, if there's a place you do an ACL, you'd want to do it in, a, in winning a Super Bowl after you've scored <laughs> and the team goes yeah. on to win. Like yeah. all you've got, you've everything got. outside of your control. It all went right mm. outside of the ACL. Yeah. So, so wishing, wishing OBJ, you know, the, be, the best. He'll get some of the most elite rehab and, and elite uh, surgery in the world. Um, yeah. So wishing him all the best. And, and happy for him, man. You know, people all shitting on him. Even last year, I was, I was you yeah. know, Maka had OBJ in his, in his top 10 receivers <laughs> in, in the league. I laughed at him. I yeah. laughed at him. I said, oh, come on, man. OBJ, yeah. like. Well, he I hadn't mean, done anything recent, but talent-wise. Yeah, he's, he's Ta- yeah talent-wise. Talent Production-wise yeah. at the Browns. He was underutilised. 
you, you can't. I think that might now becoming more of a quarterback issue than a wide receiver. And that's what it's yeah. I think it also helps. He doesn't have to be the true number one as well. Like you, yeah. Cooper, a lot of you know taking a lot of that, and then you know Jefferson there. You can't sneeze on him either. So mm, it makes mm. it easier where he can feel fit where he needs and um, of course having someone like Sean McVay using you <laughs> younger, younger Super Bowl coach uh, winning coach ever yep. had already been there yep. as a, he's 33 when he went there first time Woo, that's us next year let's go <laughs> <laughs> no uh, yeah next year yep. yeah not for me yeah, you, no, it is. Yeah, it's this oh, year. Oh wait, it is this year? <laughs> you old fucks. Yeah, ain't no spring chicken like this dude in the middle. Who would have thought I'd be the youngest out of us three? Oh. <laughs> Definitely the dumbest. <laughs> uh, I, I want to say thank know. you for Rick and for reminding this. Um, MVP of the year has to be uh, OBJ's dad. So yeah, put out that video. And yeah, that video. And yeah. with the, everybody hurts <laughs> yeah. sometimes. Elite video. We kind of laughed a little bit at it, you know. Yeah. yeah, just give him his like with your dad doing this, but he did him a OBJ's huge OBJ's dad. Like, yeah. We should have shouted him a bit. That, that was elite video, elite YouTubing. Uh, maybe that's what we need to do, get out of this podcast game where you know, get 100 <laughs> listens an episode or whatever and just start uh, making videos uh, to a song that often gets played you know, through hangovers, you know, people driving home, everybody hurts, <laughs> to just guys <laughs> just being wide open and not getting the ball. <laughs> Shout out. He's a real one. Uh, what what happened after the OBJ injury? Uh, we saw um, Jamar Chase have that big catch on that deep ball, absolutely torched Jalen Ramsey. They only got a mm. uh, field goal out of it, seven three. Small face mask, maybe, but uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get to the big we'll get to the big face mask in a, in a minute. <laughs> yeah, um, Cooper Cup uh, scored hit the first of his two touchdowns on the day. Stafford rolling right, uh, hit him wide, like wide open. It's funny when teams get down to the goal line. And oh, not really goal line. This is more red zone than goal line. And they, they just can't account for the guy that's most likely getting the ball. Um, went uh, – no, then we had the Higgins touchdown from Joe Mixon. Yeah. yeah well, I think this – you know, 13-3 this is a point where mm. we're like, oh, is we're, it – You it, were worried. You were worried. You said – Yeah, because yeah, they were moving yeah. the ball like at will. And, mm. then, of course, OBJ gets injured. Mm. Um, and then the D, Bengals D kind of really stepped up. But then also on the flip side, the Bengals – they uh, this this series as well really did a good job uh, blocking and uh, mm. you know keeping uh, Burrow upright. Mm. They moved down the field and then you know a nice little play there by uh, Mixon to get it there and throw on the touchdown to Higgins. <laughs> and you're like, oh, they've you know he's thirteen ten. They go in the half like that. I would have as a Bengals, I would have taken a lot of confidence in yeah. going, hey, this is we're still in this football Momentum game. Momentum shift. It's still really yeah. close, and mm. it kind of showed when they came out of the half. And was just like, what about yeah. this hey, play? Let's, boys? <laughs> let's just take a shot downfield. And <laughs> let's talk go. about this play. It wasn't really a shot down. Like it wasn't that big a ball. It was a one on one, obviously. Oh, Ramsey and Higgins. It would be considered a deep ball. It was over twenty yards. So. Was it a fa- it was it should have been offensive pass in effect. Oh, it was big, thing? Yeah, it was big time face mask, but yeah. uh you know they Ramsey was filthy. Yeah, they didn't get filthy. this one, but I think they got some uh, tie ups. Yeah, the game, it kind of evened itself out. I just I don't know. I it didn't decide the game. We're in the most expensive stadium in the world. We've got how many hundreds <laughs> of cameras out there and they miss shit like this and you're kinda like yeah. And I'm no Jalen Ramsey fan, man. Like I, <laughs> I respect the man as a, as the best cornerback in the NFL. Uh, you know, mm. kind of the shit talking and the this and that and sliding into DMs of other wide receivers' misos. <laughs> a little bit questionable for 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 me, yep. uh, but can't you know can't shit on his talent. 
Uh, and he had a right to be upset with this one, I thought. It, it should have been offensive yeah, pass interference. It was a fair score. And that's coming from mm. a former receiver sitting next to um, <laughs> two former defensive <laughs> backs. I, th- I think the one that caught on Logan Wilson in the side of 10, that was a – I can see why they called the holding there because mm. you can see the – the angle with mm. the hand around the player, so you can, like, it can constitute a hold, but a, a hold. But I, I thought it was a poor call overall mm. there on Cooper, I believe, and that put them right on the goal line, and they scored yeah. two plays later. So mm. yeah. it was sort of turning him around, but yeah, like it's, yeah. you could see, but he, there was Cooper was really not going to make much difference, and Logan kind of come all the way across and hit the ball down, mm. yeah. but the hand there. That's it, it, like, it, it looks, they it looks like they a hole. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't help that he's wearing orange gloves and then we've got white jerseys. Like, it's clear <laughs> as fucking day. But his hand is around the waist and uh, there. So, anyway. Yeah. So, um, where are we at? 13-10 uh, half? No, we're past that. 17-3 with the Higgins with touchdown. touchdown. Yep. Couple, they trade a few field goals. It's 20-16. Mm-hmm. to 16. Uh, The fourth quarter, unreal kind of battle. It's a, a really close fought Super Bowl is what mm. we like to see. Mm. Uh, and then big... Cooper Cup. Add add to the resume, uh, Super Bowl MVP to one of the greatest receiving years on record. Yeah. Um, and again, we spoke about I, it. I don't want to say like a quiet game to that point, but he, to to that to that point, like to he, his to his lofty standards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like sure. they've they done a bit of a job <laughs> holding on to him, and then you know this the fourth quarter that they just. Uh, I think you know, even uh, Stafford said, like, we talked to McVay and he just said, we're going to feed Cooper. Mm. And they, mm. just, they did. And then, the, you know, that drive leading to the touchdown, well, drive leading to the field goal and then the drive leading to the touchdown. Um, mm. Yeah, they really went after him. Uh, the went, went to him, the no-look pass from Stafford to... Um, oh, that was huge To, to, to Cooper, to, yeah. to draw in, I think, I can't remember, it wasn't Hilton, and it might have been Bell. It was one of the the, the safeties he kind of, you know, coming across and just gives him enough room yeah. for him to get in there and then get one of the long gains. And I think it was a third down as well. So, you know, it, it was impressive. Impressive there. They got a few nice yeah. um, uh, pass interference or pass-related penalties mm-hmm. in the, inside the goal, inside the red zone there. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, to to burn Eli Apple again <laughs> when the game's on the line. Let's go one on one. Poor Eli Apple. <laughs> I saw uh, some lady He's getting roasted on social. So, so bad. So it's bad. Some him. reporter was there saying, "Here, covering my first Super Bowl, unlike Eli Apple." I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I know we talk shit, but come, right. come on, man. I think. I, th- yeah. I think we, we highlighted this could be the, an issue like last week in the in the preview as well. Yes. Like he's yeah. no Ramsey, uh, he's going to go one on one against your guy. Like well, speaking of Ramsey, yeah, Ramsey got torched like multiple times yeah. throughout the game. Yeah. Yes, yes, that one on Higgins was very very questionable. Yeah, but there was times when when Chase was on him and and Chase was yeah. wide open and and we talk mm. we, let's talk about the, how the game well, finished. Yeah. Um, the Rams defense, you mentioned it so, earlier so, in the year with so Von Miller. Yeah, so, talk about Donald the defense. Getting, yeah. um, I'm not sure uh, if you can find it quickly. I think they had one sack in the first half and had six in the second. I think that's yeah. the numbers. Mm-hmm. And they really, uh, to pick up on their defensive line uh, approach, they're running, they're rushing four for most of the game, mm-hmm. uh, but no one really over center. Then they changed the whole layout where they had someone either over center or they overloaded. Which then gave Aaron Donald one on ones, mm. and then had Von Miller on, like, on his outside with the one on one, and then they just dominated. So they they mm. they couldn't slide. They took because the Bengals center essentially was sliding all the way across the mm. double and triple team Donald, mm. Mm. but they overloaded him and then uh, put him uh, put him against um, 
you know, that line to try and get that matchup and they dominate. Like they I think they won the Super Bowl based on that. Yeah, I think that's I do so think that is how they won the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, it was in that second half. So they had one sack um just leading into half time. Um by Leonard Floyd, and then after that, yeah, second half is where they go. Yeah, so give that, front seven days, give that so. defensive side of the Rams, the coaching staff there, for making an adjustment there. And hey, they, they're not really dealing with us with the overload or with a guy over centre. Um, I think, is it Aaron Robinson? Um, oh. A Sean Robinson? Yeah. yeah. He, he's Quite, he, very close. Uh, Rob, Rob, <laughs> it's, Robinson. So. It's one letter off your name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Robinson, um, you know, more of a run stuffer, but then mm. they put him over centre and that really helped Donald uh, dominate. So Big time. I think that was huge, huge kind of um, moment or change, strategy change in the game mm. which really turned there. And it's probably answered the final play, the, the end game and kind of showed – you know, a one on one for Aaron Donald, and, and he, he's yeah. unblockable. Did he get credited with that sack at the end? Not a sack because it was, it was a forward pass, so ah. incompletion. But it was fourth down yeah. at the end of the game. So sure, sure, sure. Because <laughs> um, ah. he would have got three sacks in that um, if that was the case. So he got two, Von got two, and I think the other three were shared between shared the ones. Chase was so open there again. Ramsey fell down, so yeah, he was open. It was yeah, and, touch and, and we, we spoke about the Bengals' offensive line. They needed to step up against this this. You know, nasty, nasty Los Angeles Rams front seven. And had they been able to give, you know, Joey Burrow another second, two, yeah, two, two seconds, seconds there, and we might have needed a cl- like we a might have seen we might have seen Jamar Chase walking into the end zone to win the Super Bowl. Yep. It's mm. nuts, man. That and look, let's let's um Talk about going forward. If you actually, if you wouldn't mind scrolling down, we'll, go, we'll talk about going oh, forward. Can I just shout out Eric Weddle, uh, Weddle as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. First quarter, Tory's peck and played, and played the whole game. game. Played the whole game. The uh, bruising, like the scene. Yeah, people out there, oh, he's chasing a ring. Yada yada yada. You know. Do you play with a torn peck for three quarters? Do you see the you see the picture yeah, of it? It's like it's torn peck, but nasty. Oh yeah. man, the it's bruising. Yeah, yeah horrible, a, horrible yeah. injury. Uh, yeah, the bruising. If you haven't seen it, check out Eric Weddle. Mm. Uh, his his arm and he'll go back up. into retirement now. And be like, yeah, I'm he got that <laughs> ring. He's got, He's got that ring. Let's go. Oh, um, might run it back. Um, he got uh, five five combined tackles, four solos, one assist. Um, out there, so handy. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was doing work. Indeed. Um, the numbers. We spoke about the Rams. They couldn't run the ball. We expected them to run the ball. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. So Bengals front seven, tick. Tick, well done. Yeah. Well done. Did, Stepped up. Did well in that game. Sta- Stafford threw two picks. They still got the W. Imagine if he doesn't throw those two picks. One was off of receiver's hands. It might have been a nastier game. We spoke about Sean McVay. We sp- spoke about the Rams' defense. Uh, it's it's always a shame, isn't it, for defensive players. They're always, in terms of MVPs and accolades and, you know, getting recognition, mm-hmm. Do you think Aaron Donald should have been the Super Bowl MVP? Do, do you think he was the most valuable player on that team? If you could give it to the whole unit, yeah, sure, you give it to the Rams defense. Mm. Mm. Seven sacks. They've always they're always fighting uphill battle, aren't they? Yeah. Do you think it was because him and Miller had two sacks apiece? If he maybe had one more sack, maybe. if he had something that was a little bit different, he had his split him kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I guess so. I yeah. Guess so. I I think. You, you got. You also got to think the drive to get them in front. You know, the mm. the most important place that actually won the game. Mm. That was all Cooper. Um, 
Yeah. If anything, you can maybe give it to, to Stafford as well because he was the one slinging that rock <laughs> to him, of course. <laughs> yeah, but, but someone's got to catch it. So. Well, yeah. look, let's look at the numbers because this segment is I, I the think numbers. The, the two intercepts really two, yeah. don't help. So him. Stafford goes 26 of 40 for 283, three touchdowns, two intercepts. That doesn't scream MVP at me. No. If it's Like you said, if it's three and no intercepts, yeah, mm. that's yeah. probably the MVP. Cooper Cup, after an unbelievable year, eight receptions, 92 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, I think it's fair enough. Yep. I think it's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, mm. Great reward for the year he had as well. And Indeed. Um, yep. on I guess. The, on the Bengals uh, seven, yep. um, I just want to say Logan Wilson, uh, again, go back to the unfortunate mm. pass. I thought he had an excellent game. And we shout on their linebackers last week, like yep. their front seven needs add, but they've got Pratt there as yeah, well. Like, yeah, dude. Mm. Uh, he, he I was watching the game and was like, how did I forget these guys were playing on this team? And yeah. like, <laughs> they've definitely got some talent there and they've, you know, maybe not that far away as I thought, the couple extra pieces and, do they go back? Do they mm. get another chance? If you look at the they'll s- probably play Chiefs again in the championship game. Yeah, well, if you look year. at the stats, it's <laughs> yeah. not favourable for quarterbacks that go to a Super Bowl and lose. Not too many go back and and um, get the job done. I yeah, think there yeah. might be three that have done that. That'll be a hard stat to, ch- to chase up. Well, I, I saw something that uh, quarterbacks that uh, make their Super Bowl deb- debut in like their second season or something have never been back. And there's like yeah. 10, 10 or 11 of them. So uh, <laughs> you worry then for for Joe and what he's purchasing going to do, but yeah. But also if anyone can do it, he's there with his one of his best friends. They've got a good running back in Super Joe, Joe time, Mixon. Yeah. That defense, you know, is, is sneaky good, I think, despite us being a little bit doubtful of that front seven. If they can fix up that offensive line yep. um, and maybe get one or two more weapons on defense, who knows, going forward. Their yeah. lines, yeah, probably the biggest. He had 70 sacks mm. this year, so... Yeah. Fix that. That's, yeah, you, that's fix your that. number one problem. Give the problem. man some. Give the man a chance. Oh, give, give the man a chance. And uh, and yeah, who knows? He's there's, they're both so young. So never say never. Uh, but you're right. They got to go through the Chiefs. Uh, you know, they seem to be the, the gatekeepers at the moment of the AFC. And then even outside of that, you know, you've got the Bills that aren't going any are going away anytime soon. Titans uh, the Titans bad. aren't going away anytime soon. Uh, the Patriots, you'd think, probably improve with. Under um, you know Mac Mac Jones' second year at the helm, uh, so yeah, it's it's no it's no easy feat to make a Super Bowl, let alone win one. No, but no. they they captured the hearts of a lot of people, I think, this year. So uh, interesting. I, I, I hope to see him back. Um, yeah, it was uh, Dan Marino um, coming out and just like tweeting at Burrow and was like, "Yeah, hey, I made the Super Bowl my second year." Yeah, you know, you've got your whole career to make it back, and of course, he never made it back. So that was that's the joke. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you, you also know. had one of the best seasons of all time. Yes, yeah, never got that ring. Yeah, never got the ring. He's in the whole fame. Like, he's a league quarterback and never got a ring. So. Shout out to the big Marino. It just shows how difficult it is to get back to <laughs> a bit the of Goldman chat there. Yeah, <laughs> Goldman needs some tourism. You might get a little bit off uh, this shout out. <laughs> yeah, got looked that up, overseas viewers. The big Marino. Uh. So good they gave it balls and everything. <laughs> it's literally got balls. It's literally it's got balls. Yeah. Not denying it. Nah, talking about it's, it's correct. It's, it's anatomically yeah. correct. A big yeah. merino sheep in the uh, lofty town of Goulburn, Australia. Check yeah. it out. Australia likes big shit. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm. And it's usually shit. Yeah, uh, prawns, pineapples, bananas, etc. So I mean, they all taste 
pretty good. So yeah, yeah that's true. So on the retirees, because it was chat that Donald retire, McVeigh retire. I think Whitworth is probably the only one most likely to retire. McVeigh. Yeah, McVeigh yeah. said he was going to retire. I think it was just shit rumors going around social media. Well, he that is rubbish. <laughs> well, he's why the fuck would you? Well, he's he, on top. He, he's, get, he's getting. <laughs> he's thirty six. He's well, on top. He just won a Super Bowl. He's getting married. He's the oh, uh, he's getting married. He's you getting can't married work after you get married. <laughs> okay, no, no, all right. I think kids and family you know time, like he wants to. St- <laughs> like he, 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 I wish that was the case. <laughs> a legit was rumors were coming out that he was going to retire, and uh, I think on socials during the week he said, "No, nah, he's not retiring. He's coming back." Yeah, I did. Uh, I Aaron did. Donald was probably more of a likely retirement, considering he's thirty-four and he just mm. got his ring. But again, uh, unlikely. I think he'd, he'd play and see out his career best he can. Whitworth, of course, being the most old one, was well, the one I think was most likely to retire. Yeah. 40, 44? 40? Something like forty-four. Forty years old. What are you talking about? Whitworth. That's how old he is. He's 40. He's 40. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another elite conversation here on the SQ. Uh, like and subscribe, please. Uh, <laughs> he looks like he's 54. So I'll give you that one there. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, um, I don't think there was much else news coming out of. What about the, Ram, what about the Rams going forward next year? Who stays? Can they, can they keep this team together? Will they be the Tampa, Bucca- Tampa Bay Buccaneers of this year? Next year, you know, going forward, keeping keeping the starters together, can they do it? Mm. I think so. Like, it's not a um, – it's – their team – well, I don't think Vaughn – or maybe Vaughn comes back, but I don't think Vaughn – you might go elsewhere, um, depending on what kind of money they want to offer him. He's probably the main one because he's off contract. But, like, they, they don't have any – um, like huge, massive names outside of you know Donald, um, Stafford, OBJ, and um, Cooper that potentially could be picked. Like they've got a really good, strong middle core of players that that just make up the whole team. So I I agree hundred percent, Max. Yeah. If you wouldn't uh, mind running us through some of the guys that are off contract next year, outside of Von and OBJ, not huge names there. No, no, not Run really. Through some of the, so some I don't, the, I don't think they're the going to be ones? pilfered. Like a lot of Super Bowl teams get pilfered. Uh, I don't think they that'd be the case for the Rams. Yeah, no. Um, Sony Michelle. So, yeah, Sony Michelle. I mean, you've got, got Matt Ga- Gay there, kicker. Um, Brian Allen, Common Shelton Dro- centers. Nah. Outside of that, you don't really think there's too much. So that, they'll they'll be a force next of, year. Yeah, they'll important. be a force. All like you say, all their all their big stars. In Stafford, in Cup, mm. in Acres, in Donald, Leonard Floyd, uh, Jalen Ramsey, they're all going to be yeah. back. Yeah. So I think Von's probably the, the likeliest one not to be back. Mm. OBJ, I think, will probably stay put um, if they give him a deal because of the ACL. Because I, yep. I, I think a lot of the other teams will tr- probably try to avoid um, when he, wide receiver coming off uh, an ACL rehab. Mm. But the, oh. the, the Rams are doing him a solid and he'd stay there. So I think he'd probably want to as well. I think he wants to stay in LA. Um, so yeah, I think they can keep most of that team, ninety percent of it together. Um, it's not too much difficulty. That'll wrap up our Super Bowl coverage. Uh, had, so I had one more quick. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I guess good news story as well. Um, Taylor Rapp, safety for Rams, uh, mm. proposed to his missus oh, after yes. Super Bowl oh, win as well. There you go. She said yes. So imagine, yeah. imagine if they said no and on the, the national <laughs> yeah, at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> goodness, goodness gracious. So we saw uh, Brian Toto do it after the NRL grand yeah. final. Taylor Rapp <laughs> probably got the idea off Toto. Uh, and that will wrap up our NFL chat. Hey. Before you sip that, that's that's scalable. Yeah, uh, we've, oh, we, we, we've got Trent Naden on the line, a, uh, a fan of the Esky. Uh, 
A dollar fifty. I don't know about that. I got eight, eight, eight bucks. This is like where you can put your bartering. First beer I've sculled in two years. <laughs> I don't know. Have you sculled one on the esky before? Uh, so, actually, might have last year. I think you did one. Well. a couple of last I reckon year. if you're listening, Nang, you bump that up to eight bucks to match what the big pepito <laughs> gets when he deletes one, and Monks might do it as we go through That's it. the NBA. Are we doing it now? That's what I was thinking. Oh. <laughs> That's what I, was, I, thought, what I, was. I thought we were waiting on confirmation for eight bucks, but sure, I'll do it now. Yeah, just I reckon. <laughs> just to All right, get started on the NBA. Skull now, pay later. All right. It's after pay. <laughs> after pay. <laughs> NBA chat boys, NBA. Uh, the Lakers, AD goes down again, uh, likely out four weeks. Uh, it's his second um, second time that he's been out this year. Landed on Gobert's foot awkwardly. Uh, looked like a, a, a lateral ankle sprain. Um, and mm. their numbers without AD are not very good. We talk about it all the time. This Lakers team seems to be underperforming given the names that they have. They are currently below 500. They did win that game against the Jazz. Are they in trouble this year? What do we think? Yeah, well, I think going back to AD, he's played something like 21 or 28 games on the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, struggling. Um, the team overall struggling, though. So, they just even with him. Yeah, even with but the the big yeah. thing for them is LeBron and AD playing together. Yes, because yeah, they're that's it. they're a force when that happens. Yeah. Westbrook when, when hasn't really been no no and and yeah love Russ but he hasn't really been the the you know a contributor to being a big three I, su- no. I yeah. suppose. Uh, yeah, I think they're in deep shit. I, I think there's a lot of teams in the West that I'd much prefer over the Lakers. You know, earlier on in the year, yeah, 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 they'll turn it around, yada yada. Uh, mm. But now you're kind of thinking, hmm, no. I, I much like much like last year, yeah, do, was, do they go past the plane? Uh, I was thinking the exact same thing. So much like last year, um, LeBron really put him had to put him on his back uh, towards the end of the season. You know, burnt mm. himself out, and then well, I think um, he's they were like done. So. Thirty odd points in this this game alone. Yeah. So my point is like LeBron, LeBron, yeah, LeBron's going to have to work overtime to carry him to get to that point and in the process probably wear himself out and they've just got nothing come playoff time. So That's why he's rigged so good at his age because he just puts teams on his back <laughs> yeah. and just yeah. carries them. There we go. There you go. $8, $7.99. $7.99. I'll take that. Thanks for Thank the ball on Nang. Good, good skull there actually for a guy that hasn't yeah. done one for a while. Yeah, oh, got that thanks. down pretty quickly. Um, yeah, we, we are talking about LeBron taking on – I'm still going through that Hugh Edomides uh, phase with a rolling my heart, LeBron. Uh, that's all he does. He, he takes teams and puts yeah. them on his back. It's definitely an argument for him being the greatest of all time. Obviously, mm-hmm. we won't do that this podcast. Um, what about the Nets? Did they win this trade? Uh, they The Knicks – Immediate impact. Yeah. Let's talk about that first and then we'll go to the Knicks – Dicking in a lead. Poor Knicks. Poor Knicks. We've got the hat here. We've got the hat for any for any of our Knicks fans. Uh, but this this trade right with with Philly, uh, the Nets had lost eleven in a row. This mm. week, early dates, three games in the NBA, you know, nothing to write home about. They went two and one. Did they win this trade or did Philly win this trade? What's our thoughts? I, I think it may, like in this sh- yeah, it's um, it's. I guess it's you're looking short term, long term. Yeah, short term. Bang. I mean, Nets did it last year. They're they're in a win now attitude. Yep. Um, they're just trying to pick up as many and whoever they can. Um, but why? But why spot. not Philadelphia in the short term either? We're getting 
Harden and Embiid, that's going to be hard to stop. Yeah, that is going to be hard to stop. Yeah, and uh, I think Millsap was in that trade as well. Yep, um, yep. So yep. I think he only just started playing for the 76ers um, recently. So yeah, he's he played. Suit up. Well, uh, well, you know what the wild card is, is the impact of Ben Simmons. Yes. Is, is when Simmons comes, plays. when yep. he actually yeah, plays, yeah. has he retained his defensive ability? Is he still going to be out there and be able to dish out dimes? Or it, will he... Lose a step having, you know, sat sat out for so long. I don't want to question his rig, but he looked a bit skinny. Um, so I wonder if... Sean questioning rigs. I like it. I like <laughs> it. Of course I want to question P- rigs. Pots and kettles. <laughs> pots and kettles. Definitely. That's it. For me, Why just, do you think I bought all this gym equipment? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can still be dribblers and idiots and morons and prostitutes, but at least we'll be jacked. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I don't, I, I don't know. Whether he's just like 10, 15 pounds down on his play weight, you know, whether he just hasn't been able to keep the size on not doing anything. So. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Um, Speaking of rigs, Miles Garrett currently in the, in the celebrity so, like, game. He doesn't look like Miles Garrett. Play. So that does not look like Miles Garrett. I don't know if Miles Garrett would be a functional basketballer either with, with no, that yeah. way. Look at his hop spot. Unreal. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we'll talk about that. He'd probably get a, you know, well, not ejected. He'd probably get fouled out of a lot of games just for his physicality. M- much yeah. like he does in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the Nets I think the Nets just won the trade. I think it was close. I, I do think it was I, close. I think they've got the system though. Like, yeah. You know, s- Simmons, when he plays, you've got Paddy Mills there that hopefully that Australian connection can hope, you know, work work wonders for him. And we have to talk about that, the Paddy Mills factor. Paddy yeah. came out and, and said, I wish I was there at Philadelphia to mentor yeah. and help him, you know, going through that. They're obviously good mates. They've obviously played together a, a little a bit. A little bit. A not, li- not as much as we probably would have liked, but, but this can hopefully be that opportunity. And will, will Paddy Mills be a really good influence for Ben Simmons? Has to be. Yeah. Has to be 100%. Yeah. And then you add in the fact that you've now got Curry, Mills and Durant. They're all shooters. So Simmons, don't have to worry about any of that. Just dish it off to one of those blokes in the court and they'll do you a solid. Play him so. as a power forward. Yeah. Play him as a power forward. He's one of the best defensive players in the NBA. Who mm. gives a fuck if he can't shoot the ball? Yep. Like, that, that's that's what I'd do. He's got the size. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Be and smart with him. <laughs> yeah. But it'll be, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. March 11 is when they match up. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're, we're coming up uh, just under three weeks on that. Uh, Should have a and bunch of games under his belt. Yeah, so they're, they're, they have mm. said uh, early March is when we're likely to see Ben Simmons. It's going to be very, very interesting. We've spoken about it at length all season. When's he coming back? What's going on? Uh, how's he going to be when he comes back? Uh, and we, I can't wait to, to see how... He goes, and two Australians may start in the starting five in the NBA. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's talk about the Knicks. Because they, they, <laughs> they fucked that game up royally. Yeah. Uh, Nets, Nets gave them a good head start. 27 <laughs> points. 27-point lead they had at one point in the second quarter. The first quarter, I believe, was 38-18. Uh, the largest yeah. lead blown by the New York Knicks in 30 years. To quote the, the great Joey Tribbiani from Friends, arguable funny show, I probably say no. But in this instance, Nets suck. <laughs> Joey Tribbiani, he, he knew it in the, in the 90s, much like The Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, the the, the big man, Julius Randle, he, we talk about LeBron carrying teams. He's, he's struggling, I think, frustrated as well. You can see some of uh, that on the bench and around the, uh, the coaching staff as mm. well. Mm. I have a feeling, I think Rick had pointed it out last week, um, the Knicks went overs probably last year. They got the momentum. Randall played really well. They got the momentum and they uh, yeah. made a run in the playoffs. They just 
maybe not that good of a team that to, to have been in the playoffs last year, but and and not go as lo- as lofty as the, as they did. Yeah, yeah. Julius Randle. Mm. Yeah, he's he's a star, uh, but he he's not he's not LeBron. He, he's no. not enough to put a team no. on his back and carry him. And yeah, they, they, I think we're seeing more kind of next. Knicks uh, basketball, three and a half games mm. out of the play-in, and a lot of calls for Tom Thibodeau's head. Apparently, is it his mm. fault? You know, we talk about the the influence of coaches in cricket, coaches in basketball. Uh, a fair bit, you know, more to do with with the tactics and the running of the team. Hey, you don't win games uh, usually. The head coach gets we call. We, I said there's a scapegoat. So. Scapegoat, yeah, yeah it's he's, the easiest person. To yeah, do. if you need a neck to throttle, it's usually the head coaches. So they're the one that gets gets the chop. Interesting to see what happens there at one of the biggest franchises in the NBA. Yes. Uh, speaking of big franchises, Chicago Bulls continue their winning ways, uh, putting away the the Kings. Uh, Demar Derozan. Uh, can you run yeah. us through? This is your note, beating a Wilt <laughs> Chamberlain record streak. Uh, yeah. Is it related to basketball or something else? It is related to basketball. Okay. Um, Glad you cleared that one up. I think DeRozan probably needs a couple of years under his belt, potentially to break Chamberlain's other record. Yeah, maybe off, 100, off 200, 300 years, something like that. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, so he's the first NBA player, um, well, first player in NBA history um, mm. to have a – least 35 points on 50% field goals in or better in seven straight games. Um, 60-year-old record right there. Something around a 60-year record, yeah. And, so I, and I love it that it's it's about efficiency. It's about efficiency. Yeah, he's putting up yeah. points every night. Yeah, he's putting up points. But if you're going out and scoring 30 and shooting, you know, at 38%, like who, you know... That's you, not helping you too. You're just taking shots. You're just yeah. taking shots. Yeah, and just, and you, see that so often, and you see that so often in the NBA. The fact that he's going out there and shooting over 50%, uh, un- unreal, unreal from DeMar DeRozan. And yeah. he's been a revelation for the Chicago Bulls and a big part of the reason why they are number one in the East right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Uh, All-Star weekend, so no yep. no NBA games proper for a few days. Yep. Uh, we spoke about the, the teams last year, so we won't go back over that. We do have LeBron. LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> returning to Cleveland, he's five and zero in All Star games as when he captains the when team. He captains, yeah, interesting. And he goes back yeah. to Cleveland to celebrate the NBA's seventy fifth year um, in in the town, very close to where he grew up in Akron, Ohio. Yeah. Uh, we've got LeBron taking on Team Durant. Uh, the three point shootout will uh, be, or well, they've got a skills thing first, but didn't get a, get get a mention. Poor skills contest. Mm. Uh, but the three point shootout. Let's look at these guys that got named. Desmond Bain, yeah. Luke Kennard, Zach Levine. Hopefully, yep. you know. Number com- five's on the list as well. Coming, coming back uh, from, from injury. CJ McCollum, just saw him get traded to the Pelicans. Uh, Paddy Mills. Mm. KAT, the big man. And this, this <laughs> one surprised me. I thought, oh, geez, the, the big man, how did he get a gig here? He's actually shooting at, at 41%. He's drained 110 yeah. three-pointers this year. So good, good efficiency. Good to see a big man there. Uh, Fred, <laughs> Fred Van Vliet. Uh, he's actually uh, the has the most three pointers landed out of any uh, one in this one, uh, yeah. two hundred and one on the year at forty percent. And Ice Trey Young, uh, he's there as well. Uh, it's interesting when you look at the numbers. McCollum training fifty one percent from three point land. Yeah, that is tasty. And it then is. I think that's more of a um, sorry a volume dependent kind no, of thing. Due or? to due to yeah, I suppose volume. So he has. 
He's only sitting at one. Well, only he's only. sitting at one oh nine. So he, he has so the, the least three pointers landed out of anyone in, yeah, in, that, yeah. in that list. Yeah. So I guess the more the more shots you take, the lower that average is probably going to be, unless you're some freak. Um, but yeah, named Still. Wardell, <laughs> <laughs> who's had a quiet year actually by his lofty standards from three point land. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, still, still great seems shooting at um fifty fifty one percent there. And what do you think about Paddy Mills getting uh, the nod in, in a three point contest? Yeah, real shooting nice. at forty two percent. So hey, yeah, and, and high numbers as well. One hundred eighty six threes mm-hmm. landed. Uh, Kyrie Irving, most on that list. Uh, you know, yeah. being being you know the two and a half men. Well, they're one and a half mm-hmm. men now, aren't, aren't they? With mm-hmm. uh, the departure of Harden, uh, it's been a blessing uh, for Paddy Mills. Uh, we saw him have an elite limp Olympics last year, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. he's one of you know our favorite athletes that there is. Comes from our town. Uh, yeah. So so awesome to see him on uh, the elite level there, and and imagine if he takes it out. Ooh, it'd be, be interesting. It'd be nice. Back so on McCullum function. I was trying to say function. Fun- I forgot the uh, word function. function. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It's okay. I forget words sometimes. I don't know if I do it on you know the same kind of uh, frequency that the, the boys Jeez. to my left and right yep. do. But that's okay. It's okay. We're, we're work in progress. We're, we're work- slowly rubbing off. Of work okay. in progress. Work in progress. Yeah, you're not making us better. We're making you worse. That's how it works. Lowest <laughs> <laughs> common denominator. <laughs> if you guys are bringing me down. It wasn't. It wasn't a high point to start off with. <laughs> we might be. We might be going underground. Underground. There's but that man, Josh, Josh Giddy. Giddy. Josh Giddy. Let's go. Let's yeah. fucking go. Imagine being the, 19 and playing in the NBA. Yeah. Is Woo! this the Rising, Rising Stars? stars. Yeah. yeah. Are they playing now, or is that tomorrow as well? I think it's. Uh, I think it's tomorrow. Then. They might just be announcing what's yeah. the teams for tomorrow. Indeed, indeed. Jalen Green. Uh, that's a good segue into the slam dunk contest. Jalen Green mm. will be playing in the slam dunk contest. It's always good to see guys at a 6'3", 6'4", playing, you know, doing, doing slam dunks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As a six foot six man myself that uh, that can <laughs> – I can touch the ring. I can touch the ring. Uh, I don't know about throwing down big slams. That's it. You just um, need an extra foot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do we think about these names? These names even. Um Underwhelming or nice to see some younger guys uh, getting a go on the big stage. We've got Obi mm-hmm. Toppin from the New York Knicks, mm-hmm. uh, the tallest man in this contest at six foot nine. We spoke about Jalen Green, Cole Anthony from the Magic, six foot three. Let's go, twenty one years old, mm. and one Toscana Anderson uh, from the Warriors. Is it underwhelming or is it nice and refreshing to see well, some some you know smaller names in the NBA mm. get the get the gig? Maybe a little bit underwhelming numbers-wise, um, but, you know, it allows these guys to, to also be a bit more creative and they go mm. get more opportunities. But after watching yeah. what Miles Garrett was doing there a second ago, you should throw him in there. As a, yeah. <laughs> the ho- the <laughs> hops on Miles Garrett is ridiculous for a guy his size. Unbelievable. Oh, he was dark, yeah. dark in the basketball there. So yeah. Like, yeah he, he, to finish that game, he did a massive windmill <laughs> dunk. There, so it was like he's an actual athlete. He's there. An, oh, he's an athlete. So. Huge. Yeah. We don't want to. Like we don't talk too, too much about that celebrity game because that was trash for you. <laughs> <laughs> Not elite basketball. Not elite basketball. No. Uh, can we find out who number eight is with a man bun? Actually, very very good. Um, again, the word celebrity gets thrown in pretty loosely <laughs> these these days. Uh, but yeah, that's coming from you know a few guys in a basement in Canberra, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I think it's nice just to see these guys get recognition. Uh, obviously, it's going to be big, um, you know, for them as as players to be in the slam dunk contest. Does it take away from the theatre of it? Yeah, I think it does. You know, when when you've got Dwight Howard wearing the Superman cape and going up and blowing out candles and, yeah. you know, all the rest of the theatre that, that it used to be. Well, we talk about mm. uh, faces and your big names and things yeah. like that. You've... you've Kind of missing it a little bit here. Like these guys are, you know, like you said, getting exposure and you know, up and coming rookies coming through. So, yeah, potentially they're going to be stars of the future. But sure, it's not your, you know, uh, big guys in say the top twenty doing um, top fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And exactly. no, and no offense to these these guys. You know, they they're playing in the NBA. Well, like well done. One of the hardest leagues to make it in the world, possibly the hardest. Yeah. Uh, mm. But yeah, I, I do think it takes a little bit away from the the viewer's interest. Um, you know, it, say say you had four elite names there. Yeah, we well, put LeBron in there as a name. Just. Oh, Giannis, more, more Giannis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, more people tune in. Embiid, you know, you Giannis and LeBron going back and back, back and forth at each other in a slam dunk contest. Yeah, yeah, one for the ages. It's it is funny though, because I, mm. I think like sort of five ten years ago, the slam dunk contest was a, was a really big thing, and yeah. now it's mm. it's yeah, it does seem like it's it's a little underwhelming. That's yeah. my personal thoughts. Yeah. Would love to see some sick dunks from these guys, and and you know make a name for themselves, yeah, you know, well, or, or make a bigger name for themselves. Yeah, I suppose that's it. Like, I suppose with these younger players, are they more inclined to like so show something that's a little bit different, a little bit fresher that mm. no one else has really done before? Well, I think that's the idea because they, they'll, they'll, they'll take they'll, more risks than. Say LeBron yeah. will because hey again LeBron doesn't the, want to blow out his knee or, <laughs> or something. Exactly. <laughs> He's like yeah, I'm gonna run up, jump off this dude's back, and then yeah. do a mm. somersault. To do a, yeah, <laughs> you know, LeBron maybe, never doing that. Yeah, maybe these younger guys are more in touch with the socials and what's happening on TikTok and know what's going on yeah. with yeah. some crazy fad mm. that's going on at the moment. This is making me sound old, but um, yeah, maybe, maybe they're just more in tune with I guess the more acrobatic. Style out there, I guess, mm. of trying yeah. to find something a little bit more creative. I, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, All Star Weekend comes through. Uh, not much defense to be played this weekend, but hopefully a little bit of a spectacle um, as the NBA reaches its halfway point. Uh, let's go over to our other round ball game that we'd like to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you have a look mm-hmm. at Cristiano Ronaldo? His goalless streak. Uh, I think it was like six games that he didn't score a goal for, and like apparently that for by Ronaldo's lofty standards, uh, it's a long time. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, is that a function of him getting a little bit older? Is that a function of where Man United are at at the moment? But he did break that streak in their two 0 win against Brighton. Yeah. Well, this week. The other thing as well, if he doesn't score goals, they haven't really been winning either. So. Yeah, that's another kettle of fish. Again, you know, we we could talk about um, yeah. we could talk about LeBron versus MJ for a whole podcast. We could talk about what's wrong with Manchester United <laughs> for a whole podcast. <laughs> a lot. The best thing is all these other teams that are vying for that fourth position are doing their best to lose games yeah. as well. You know, we saw Tottenham lose during the week. Uh, we saw West Ham lose. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's keeping it interesting and keep an eye on fucking Wolverhampton. They mm-hmm. they're coming in. Uh, could could usurp that fourth spot? Um, obviously, City, uh, you know, red hot favourites to take out the EPL. Don't need to reiterate that. Liverpool mm. could catch them. It'd be interesting to see. Never say never. Uh, and the Champions League has been back this this week. Uh, we saw an absolute demolition uh, of Lisbon in Lisbon 
by Man City. Uh, five nil away, you'd be you'd have to play a pretty bad game to mm. <laughs> not get where, through to the next <laughs> round. Where are we at with the Champions League? That, are we round of round of sixteen? Yeah, so Man City have punched their ticket essentially to the quarterfinals and Liverpool, uh, I think they had 2-0 win away as well. Uh, also, effectively, it's not quite 5-0 away, but uh, I think they've, they've gone pretty close. Um, interesting interesting matchup between PSG and Real. Uh, PSG coming away 1-0 winners there between two giant franchises. So that return leg will be very, very interesting. And there was one more game in the in the uh, Champions League this week, Monks. If you wouldn't mind chasing that one up, uh, we, yes. we spoke about it a little bit last week. In that, soccer needs to needs to do something to fix up the disparity in their leagues, because Bayern are going to take out their tenth league in a row. City uh, are, are killing it in the EPL, which is probably. It's so so for parity, the best league in, in it's, it's so hard though. PSG, you know, gonna the, shit it in. The problem isn't the players or the quality of football. It's just the money. The money, yeah. Hey, it must got, be the money. the money. So they're gonna buy the best players. That's why they wanted to create the Super League the last year. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, and it literally, it happened, and yeah, then it, they got really close, and then everyone was like, well, "They oh, close." It, I think teams had agreed. Yeah, and they, that, the league and then, had been created. Yes. And then all their all their fans, you know, were out there, you know, destroy, fans of soccer, fans destro- of football, destroying were, like, their like, cities. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we don't like this. So. Yeah, it's 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 something definitely you know down under. A lot of people have got their eye on on football. A lot of people love the Socceroos. We've got the yep. jersey hanging here. A lot of people have their their team that they follow in the EPL. But yeah, wouldn't it be nicer if leagues weren't you know a two horse race from the start of the year? Are you talking about a salary cap? Uh, no, I don't. I don't know if it's a salary <laughs> we cap. We need I don't know. I don't know. And, you know, we're, we're probably, well, as English speakers, you know, we're talking about fans of the Bundesliga or, or Ligue 1, which, mm. which have been settled for, for months now. Yeah. Maybe, you know, it's, it's not the biggest concern for, for people. They, they want to see a tight EPL. They want to see a tight Champions League, and that's about it. Yeah, well, those problems, like they, it's more of a, a country problem. So, like, you know, the German fans, your Spanish, your Italians, you'd be like, yeah, there's going to be a set winner, okay. Um, so then, of course, you're going to start caring about Italy. Italy's been interesting. Yeah, okay. Italy has been interesting, but France and Germany, it's been it's been ru- it's yeah. been it's been Bayern and PSG yeah. for donkeys years. Yeah, so that's why they get you know you get interested in Champions League. That's why they wanted to create a Super League so you could get these teams that just dominate everyone else and put them into a more competitive, uh, you know, big star kind of process mm. and uh, well tournament and you know market it that way. But yeah, as long as they're you know, uh, well, there's, there's no one league to rule them all, essentially. Um, so uh, a little <laughs> reference back to the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yes. like that. Um, so Sauron the, uh, League. Yeah. So there's there's this, there's nothing. There's not much you could do unless you're gonna add a lot more parity mechanisms into your leagues, which is like salary caps, etc. So, mm. um, but I don't think it's gonna change. Um, the World Cup may be the greatest equaliser of the lot, um, so you actually get some of some of their big names playing against each other more for your country than a uh, league title. But you know, for the, the other four years while you're waiting for that to roll around, um, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's it's rough going. You know, we talk about the slam dunk contest being a little bit underwhelming. We talk about ten; it was everything was better ten years ago. You know, nostalgia. But <laughs> I swear, following the EPL. And and the EPL actually, to its credit, has has probably done a good job of, of staying reasonably um, 
you know the, the bottom the bottom end of the EPL is is probably stronger than than a lot of the other leagues um, that are getting around Europe. But yeah, it's it gets a bit boring, I think, when you when you're three months out and and you know um, who's going to win the league. But anyways, mm. again, we could talk about it for for donkeys years. Uh, what were the other games in the Champions League? We had City put five on on uh, Sporting Lisbon uh, away. There, Liverpool yeah. 2-0 away at Inter, so would have some kind of disaster to not get through. PSG, we spoke about, it was it was 94th, it was, it was injury, time, injury time, plus four for Kylian Mbappe to put that one away. So that return leg will be a very sexy. And mm. that team that we're just talking about, who's dominated the, the Bundesliga for so long, one all draw at Red Bull Salzburg. That would be an almighty upset if, uh, if the Austrians uh, could out... Do their their big big neighbours in Bayern uh, tough ask? Although going to Allianz Stadium uh, there in Bayern and getting a win away, but haven't done themselves any um, disservice by by drawing that game one all. No, definitely not. Final round, ding ding. Final round. Before you get into the fighting, uh, so the the NBA Racing Stars game is on. Uh, defense is optional, mm. um, but interesting. They, it's first of fifty. They play a three-game series. Ah, first of fifty. Well, let's assume that the target score of fifty. Um, that's the point. It's first of fifty, and then um, <laughs> there is no defense. <laughs> 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 oh, that's a slam dunk contest for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Team Worthy they had like three sh- three um, attempts to at a basket, mm. and there was only like two defenders that whole entire time. <laughs> the others were just waiting down the other end. It's it's kind of cool to watch, except for when guys miss open layups like that. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's missing open shots, and then it's like well, three point. Yeah, right, now I'm going the other way. We'll keep an eye on uh, the Rising Stars game throughout the rest of the podcast. But UFC two seven one, it didn't fail to disappoint, boys. We uh, spoke at the start of the podcast about the the interest from uh, people from down under. Uh, obviously, three of the four uh, people in the main events. Were uh, from Australia or New Zealand, or possibly both, yep. or possibly a little bit of Nigeria thrown in there with uh, a little bit of New Zealand uh, influence. Let's talk about the. Mo- we're going to go top to bottom this time, rather than bottom to top. I think that's that's a good way to do it. Let's talk about uh, the the title fight, the uh, the main event of the night: Israel Adesanya and Steel. He's got mm. the best of Bobby Knuckles, Robert Whitaker twice. He won at uh, 48-47, 48-47, 49-46. Yep. What do we went make the of distance this round? Went the distance, much this improved, time, yeah. uh, uh, showing from Robert, Robert Whitaker. What do we think of this fight, boys? Uh, I had two thoughts on this. Uh, Izzy, I had Izzy winning. Um, I thought Izzy won uh, pretty uh, handily. As we all did, yeah. Yeah, what, <laughs> what is this fight. But then I, then I was thinking back on it, and I was like, those last three rounds, Izzy only threw – Cuff kicks, left high kick, and a couple of jabs throughout the, those rounds. It was like, I can see why Whitaker thought he'd won that with his wrestling. Mm. That it was, it was mm. a super technical fight. It was really close. Um, I think Israel with the, his strikes did, uh, you know, he out, outscored him mm. through those later rounds. But it was a lot closer than I think a lot of people kind of realise. Um, and, you know, these two are the, the top two in the division. Um, By far. Yeah, because Whitaker beat the, the two guys that we'll talk about in a minute mm-hmm. um, as well to, to keep that first spot. So it wouldn't surprise me if I get the, there'll be a third fight for these guys. They're, they're the, the top there, and I think. Is that what you think? Yeah, easy. That, they'll go. Oh, oh, def- definitely. I, I think 
and we will chop and change a little bit here. I think Cannonier's got a, a leg to stand on in, in, yeah, well, in wanting Izzy next. Yeah, he'll get Izzy next, definitely. Uh, and then, then Whitaker coming back for a yeah, third Yeah, Whitaker's already beat Cannonier, so yep, yep. Um, that's how he got this this rematch. So mm-hmm. um, he's he's clearly still, you know, you know the number one uh, contender. Yeah, sure. Uh, in, in my mind, going up against Izzy, and he kind of proved it in this fight as well, that he can compete. Um, he... But much game, better game plan uh, in this one, more tactical. I thought he should have probably let the right hand go a bit more towards the end of the fight, but yeah. otherwise it was, um, you know, a really, really technical f- f- fight where they, you know, working each other's, um, you know, working within what they could do without, you know, getting each other killed. You um, keep you so. keep using this word technical. Did you find it boring at all? That, no, that's, not at all. that that is the word that has been thrown out a little bit, yeah. a little bit in if social casual, media. So casual. <laughs> if you know what you're looking at, no, it was. It was and here's here's the thing. It was definitely worth. Uh, what if you you're watching. Israel Adesanya and you've got a seven inch reach advantage and you can sit back and calf kick the fuck out of someone and mm. have good takedown defense, why why do you have to go out and start you know? Gunslinging and trying to take the foot. Just, just sit back and win. And well, John the, Jones, yeah. John Jones won yeah. a lot of fights like well, that. But the risk, though, is in this is like you lose on points because there, there was definitely you could make the argument in some of those rounds that with Whitaker doing the takedowns and kind of controlling it against the cage that like he was trying to push push the agenda, trying to push it there. Whereas, I th- I, whereas I, Israel I, was more comfortable to to maintain his position and maintain his distance, like yep. you're talking about. So. Yep. Uh, you could view it in that way that hey maybe he didn't do enough for me. He's a champion. If, I, if the roles would reverse, yeah, yeah you got to beat the champ to be the champ. If the roles <laughs> reverse and Whitaker was a champ, you probably don't give it to Israel for not mm. doing enough. So yeah, possibly. possibly. But that's, that's how how close this fight was. Um, I, I think opinion, I, just, so. I think I think Izzy won it. But I, I, I do agree. Did you so. reckon three rounds to two or four rounds to one? No, three to two. Three to two. I agree. I think that second round and that fifth round. I think Bobby Bobby had him where where he took him down. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, and then you got to worry. That's why you got to worry about three and four. Is it's like you could you could maybe see one go and the other. Like they were super close. So. Yeah, it was it was, but there was never any point where you're like, oh, is he's in big danger here? No. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, and, and same, I'd mm. say also the same for Whitaker. Outside of the first round where he got knocked down, mm. with the, you know, he, I think he got surprised more than that, that than anything. That was the difference, wasn't it? The yeah. first round yeah. was was the massive that, difference. That was a clear win for yeah. Israel there. But mm-hmm. outside of that, the um, well, round two, Bobby kind of looked dejected, but then he just kind of worked into his game plan, and then it started working. And you know, he played for a lot better, three, four, and five. So, and of course, five being his best round at a lot. Mm. Um, mm. So, oh. um, I think Robert would take confidence in that, and then hopefully lead off the fifth round into whatever is a future fight between the two of them. We're just looking um, at the one, two, and three. The numbers now. Round four was. Was too Whitaker, I'd say. Um, he had that's most strikes. Like you, you could debate most significant strikes. Debate had to that, take like, it was really close. It was way closer. And that's than why yeah. in his head he thought he'd won the fight. Yeah, because yeah. I thought like Robert. When I was watching it like instantly when they announced it, I was like, I didn't think he did enough, Robert. Mm. And then as I started thinking it back, and I was like, Well, what did Izzy do? And then the same thing. He's like, He did the calf kicks. Mm. He, I didn't telegraph it, but he had the lightning left high kick, which never really landed. Always landed on um, the glove for for Robert. So. Mm. Mm. And then, you know, he, he was t- tactical in his jabs and to keep pushing him back. Like, he definitely was controlling the fight, but maybe didn't do enough. And like I said, the roles were reversed. Maybe it's yeah. a different decision. Yeah. But, hey. Inter- hey. Interesting take. Interesting take. Because I, I, when I was watching it live, I was like, Izzy's won this fight. I, and same. But it was, it was close. And, yeah. and maybe a little bit too close for comfort for the champ. 
Upon reflection, mm. I was like... Oh, and I can see why, why Bobby in his head thought that he yeah. might have won the fight. Because watching it, I was like, oh, come on. Like, you have not uh, enough. Yeah, like, yeah. I, didn't, I, I didn't think I so. I, I didn't that. think so. But uh, awesome to see the, the UFC <laughs> in Houston, 271. <laughs> you've got an Australian taking on a Kiwi slash Nigerian. And then yeah. the other fight... Was an Australian taken on an American and an absolute well, Derek Lewis, Houston bombshell. native as well. Hey, yeah, that's right. <laughs> crowd favorite, crowd favorite. We happy. We happy with the middleweight. Yes, we'll move yeah. on. Yep. Oh, actually, just one more thing going forward. Cannonier is next. Yeah. He's next. Has to be the yep. killer gorilla. We'll yep. talk about his fight in a second. I think that's yeah, that's, that's has, has to be what happens. Ty Tuivasa, Western Sydney from the area. Show. <laughs> uh, Boys, I was concerned for his health going into this fight. I thought it was too big a step up. Big step up. Uh, going from, you know, being the 11th ranked to taking on the third ranked in the heavyweight arena. The man that is the probably, yeah, I'll say it, one, one, of, no, one of, if not the best knockout artist in the UFC, in Derek Lewis, mm-hmm. uh, the Black Beast. And he worked him in the first round and the, most of the second he was getting worked over, and then what an absolute chin on on Tui Vasa to survive those shots, and then got him with with that elbow. Yeah, that was thoughts. That was probably the, the main thing was he's being able to withstand uh, some of that punishment. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't think Derek ever really kind of jumped. Um, besides, he, like had Tui in a spot where I was really worried. I think when they got him taken really? down, I, I was I was in concerned that fir- in that first round when they took him down and he was yeah. throwing those shots, and then Tua was working his way up. Mm. Yeah, I was a bit worried there, but after that, Tua kind of seemed to like he was getting into it more, and he liked it was more of a dog fight, which I think probably suits his style more. Mm. Uh, it, I guess like we talked last week in the preview, uh, when the bazookas come out, you, you just it's whoever lands is gonna is gonna win Indeed, this. Yeah, um, and Tua, I think you know uh, backs his chin and likes to get into that kind of. Um, dog fight and suckered Lewis into it. Lewis mm. kind of thought he was landing, and then um, two I think got him with a nice little straight, got him against the cage, and then that the elbow, which ended it all. It um, turned so quick. It turned so quickly. Like I was sitting there, like, oh my god, I'm I'm scared, yeah. I'm scared, I'm scared. And then within <laughs> 15 seconds, it went from 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 the Shui Vasa being absolutely on the ropes to turning it and getting that elbow and yeah. dropping the black beast. Well, that, that's the heavyweight division for you. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you I think the odds beforehand was fight to go the distance was paying about five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> five to one for three for 15 minutes. No, that's not, it. Not going to happen. Yeah. No. No, well, I remember last week we were talking, it was going to be Lewis in the first round. Um, yeah. yeah. And like, he went fucking close. He, like, yeah. like Ty's yeah. chin actually saved him. Yeah. yeah, like a lot of this, uh, most mere mortals go go, <laughs> go straight straight to the ambulance and straight to the hospital. Turn to from, dust. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Right. The, I think video came out during the week of him sparring with Mark Hunt in the past, back when Tua's fat boy Tua, like even bigger than he is mm. now. <laughs> um, and yeah, Mark Hunt's working him, and he throws like this. Uh, you know, goes to the body shot, and it comes with the top over the hand right, and lands it clean onto his chin. And he just eats it. It just eats it. And, but, this, you know, train with a bloke like Mark Hunt um, will definitely give you work on your chin. And Fucking oath. It's, hey, it helped him here and he's, he has been rewarded with the ranking. He's now ranked three. Yeah, so, um, he, so he jumps yeah. 
He absolutely catapults up the rankings. Eight spots. Yeah, if you wouldn't mind uh, just running us through those. So Derek Lewis loses his third place ranking. And Ty, the bloke that was unranked (laughs) two fights ago, and we were saying, Dana White, show us some respect down under. Mm. Give give this man a ranking. He goes from unranked two fights ago to being the third ranked heavyweight in the UFC. So what do you got of Gain and Stipe in front of him? Yeah, so obviously Ngannou is champion. Then we've got Gain number one, Stipe number two. Uh, Tuavasa is three, jumping up that those eight spots. Um, Curtis Razor Blades, yeah, yep. so sitting as C- four, and because Curtis was pushing for the next title fight straight after this as well. It's like, hey, when, when am I going to get that title shot? Because mm. <laughs> I think maybe he's now worried that Tua's going to work in his way into that conversation. I think, I think he's, he needs to beat one of those. I think it, it, obviously, it's Stipe, that, yeah, so Stipe or Cyril or, or someone. Yeah, so someone it, it'll be Stipe versus either. Um, blades or um, two up for potential heavyweight fight. Mm. So that's where I think we're we're currently at. So um, whether that, do you think he's at that level yet? No, I think Stipe it's to her alive because he's a, he's a, it's a different type of fight for him. Yeah, he's like we saw in Ghana in the last fight. Just becomes so much more technical. Yeah, um, even. Um, utilising some wrestling and stuff yeah. as well. The, the, the way Stipe fights doesn't lead well to the way that Tua wants to fight a heavyweight fight mm. currently. Yeah. So I think I, I think Tua could beat Curtis. I think Tua could beat Curtis Blades on the feet because Curtis has a bit of a um, uh, of a glass chin, uh, but Curtis mm. could out-wrestle the shit. That's, that's Curtis's game plan. He's not out there to knock people out. He's going to just come forward, take you down, and then uh, that's what she, all she wrote. And I'm not sure if, uh, what... Tua definitely be better at that, but whether um, he could you know, compete with a elite, elite wrestler like Curtis, but then mm. Stipe is just different again. I just he's more of a um, you know masterful tactician in the in the ring than what say Tua is currently. So you never know. Again, it's everywhere. You might walk out there and just staunch either one of those blokes <laughs> yeah, and be like, yeah, yeah. "And Nagano, I want you next." and Right. Yeah. It's every division. That's what happened. Mark, Hunt, Mark Hunt, I went on the exact same run. You got to yeah, remember he that. Yeah, he, he just, did. He yeah, did. just knocked out everyone they put mm. in front of him. Didn't matter yeah. who it was. Um, as long as he was getting the it knockouts. Was big Roy Nelson as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big yeah. country. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Ascended very quickly and then disappeared just as quickly as well. But mm. that's that's what you get at, at that. So division, I think Tua is currently on the second longest uh, win streak in the heavyweight division behind. It's Francis. And he's got the longest active mm. knockout streak in, in the UFC. Yep. Five in a row. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Cannoneer mm. Branson, what do we think? The killer gorilla. Uh, he he actually got smacked. Big time rigs. How these guys <laughs> are in the middleweight division. When you look at, like, no offense to, to Bobby Knuckles and Izzy, these guys yeah. look fucking huge at 185. <laughs> Jeez, they must be. Cannoneer fo- looks bigger than Bronson as well. Doesn't, thanks. yeah. How much? How much weight do they cut? What are they stepping in? Oh, Twenty in? pounds, easy. They have to be two hundred days. Yeah, over time. Yeah, yeah, nuts. Uh, but what about Brunson? He actually he torched him in the first, and then out of nowhere, the killer gorilla goes out so and and he, he 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 rocked him with one, and then jumped on his opportunity and and got the job done with yeah, the well, with the elbows. After that mm. shot, um, Bronson was like a completely different fighter to the point where it was, I think he had a concussion. Uh, that yeah. that's that's to me what it tend to agree. Like, yep. like he, he's not knocked out. He's he's just he's hundred percent not there. And mm. the, everything was just slow for him, um, which mm. you don't want to have when you're going. I've got um, Cannonier across yeah. across the the cage from you. So um, 
he was he was leading that fight, won the first round, um, just doing the job. But yeah, first loss for Blonde Branton. Yeah, no, <laughs> Blonde Blonde Branton had five in a row. He's now Blood Branson. I think. <laughs> oh, <poor fella. laughs> uh, that's what that's what Cannoneer said uh, straight after the fight. So that's the quote. Um, yeah, but once you once you slow down, um, losing the pace, you don't want Cannoneer across from you. So and no. he got the job done. No. There. Yeah. Uh, running through the other fights uh, that started the main card. Brazilian's going to Brazil. Renato Moicana getting the Texas native Alexander Hernandez. He, you could see in the first round, just wanted to get him to the ground and, and tries out, try out his BJJ. He got mm. his wish in the second uh, and got him, got him, got on the back and rear naked choke. Game over for Alexander Hernandez. Uh, a very interesting fight there and uh, technically brilliant there for Renato Moicano. Uh, Hernandez is 35. You'd think maybe getting close to pulling the pin and uh, Moicano coming up the division uh, with elite BJJ. You guys see Bobby Green? Yes. Doing a somersault <laughs> into into the ring. He's like an energizer bunny. He uh, he looks a step yeah. quicker than anyone else in that, div- in that division. Late boxing, I think mm. he's... I think the all chat all during the week since this has been his uh, his boxing prowess at the lightweight division mm-hmm. um, is some of if not the best um, because his hands were electric in this one um, really really dominated get a few Floyd vibes mm. like obviously that's a big name but yeah. he he can't get hit he he I don't know if he took many shots head movement or just dance around the ring just 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 all, the, all of it like it's like you look at Bobby at the end of the fight and. He's sweating. He's sweating because yeah. he's he's working, but there's nothing. There was nothing on his face. I, I think it, again, it also comes down to you know MMA boxing as well. Like he's it's on a completely different level to mm. the to his opposition. So mm. yeah, um, he is you know one of the best boxers in UFC, which is a far far cry better than a lot of the others are. So, mm. yeah. Interesting for him. I think he's main eventing next week. He's fighting again in ten days' notice. So Jesus Christ! Um, if you, you want to find that, that's unreal. Um, I'm not sure, and that, uh, that's a testament to what we're just saying. The, the bloke didn't get touched, and it's it's a big yeah. step up for him. So I think it's against the up and comer from Dagestan. Um, he might be Islam, and that's who he's fighting because uh, Benadiris Doris uh, had to pull out with injury. Monks will bring that one up while we just, talk. Just search UFC and then quickly about the cards. Andre Arlovsky. Uh, we're, we're talking talking about people. Timeless wonder. People that weren't born in the in the nineties. What about this guy who was fighting in the nineties? Started in the UFC nineteen ninety nine. He's forty three. Age is just a number. Possibly the uh, the Tom Brady of of the UFC. Uh, he got Jared Vandera. A split decision, but I I had Arlovsky winning this one. Uh, DC. We're not that far, you know, re- unrelated. He called him Jared Vendetta. So that might be might, might be a good nickname for him, V for Vendetta. Uh, and Olofsky just does this to the young up-and-comers. He goes, I've been here, I've done that. Yeah, he's a big-time gatekeeper. Big-time, big-time. Does he take another fight at 43? Uh, if, if, if they allow him, he will take If he's still winning. Yeah. And what about, again, another Aussie that will claim Casey O'Neill. Yes. <laughs> Uh, she sounds like this. She's from fucking Dublin, or no, no, no Dublin's in Ireland. She's from, <laughs> she's from Glasgow. You sound Irish. So I was wondering where you're going. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I sound like Conor McGregor. Let's delete that from the tape. That was really awful uh, Scottish impersonation. Impersonation. There we go. Groundskeeper, Willie. That's a bit better. Uh, <laughs> Just need that reference. You're saying right. 
Uh, so she beat another Texas yes. native in uh, Roxanne Modaffery, and the crowd was booing her. Mm-hmm. Dis- the disrespect out of Houston, Texas. Uh, and she told him to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> she gave him double birds. She said, fuck off. Let me... S- no, I'm going back Irish. <laughs> <laughs> she was uh, sounding a lot like groundskeeper Willie and uh, doing uh, her best uh, Scottish impersonation. Much better than I can do. Might need a little bit of work on that one. Mm-hmm. Just, I need a little bit of prompting. That, that was more like Manchester, I think, maybe. <laughs> Anyways, it's the final round. This is what you cop two hours in. <laughs> Did we find where Bobby Green is uh, fighting? Who he's fighting next? Yeah. Um, can anyone in the comments do a Scottish accent, please? <laughs> we need to find out first. Um, so, there, yes, he is fighting Islam. Um, Makovic? Uh, Makachev. Makachev. Can you get a ranking on him too? Makachev? Yeah. Uh, yes. I did have that up. Good listening here. Good listening. They are fighting in Las Vegas. I think they're both currently unranked. Oh, he's unranked. Um, he's no, sorry, he's fourth ranked. He's fourth, yeah, and because he was fighting um, Darius. Um, Darius, where's Darius? Third. Darius. Third. Yeah. yeah, so it was th- three and four, and then Bobby Green, who's just coming off that win, being unranked, I think. Yes. Um, has been thrown straight in there into the, the main event for this fight card to take on uh, number four. So <laughs> good luck to him. Mm. Well, there imagine he if he wins. Yeah, Matt, yeah. We, ju- we were just talking a week ago about, oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm concerned about, you know, mm. the fellow from Western Sydney going up, a, going up a big time class step and he goes out and knocks out the third ranked heavyweight in the world. So who knows? Who knows? The Winter Olympics is still going on. Uh, that 15-year-old Russian tested positive. Can you chase up what she tested positive to in the figure skating? Uh, Shy Carrie Richardson. Some spicy juice. Yeah, she came out and said, oh, I smoked weed and I'm not allowed to go to the Summer Olympics. Someone tested positive for a performance-enhancing drug during the Olympics and is still allowed to skate. Alas, she fell and uh, she came forth in the figure skating. Uh, Russians cheating at the Olympics – Water wet. <laughs> uh, Sorry, before we get into that, um, just back to UFC real quick. Um, so fight night happening this, is it this weekend? Next weekend. Next weekend. Uh, we've got Jessica Rose Clark on the prelims. Another Aussie oh, up and coming. Well. So, what's yeah. A, what's the main card there? Uh, main card is uh, Johnny Walker. Keep on Walker. walking. Oh, yeah. that's, that's um, Hill. Jamar yeah. Hill. Yeah. Luck. Johnny Walker, oh, he's, he's a scary dude. Scary dude. He is. Cole Dorcas didn't fight long ago either. There we go. We'll keep an eye on that one. Moving forward, uh, Winter Olympics, Russians cheating. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you <laughs> you shouted out um, uh, Jacqueline Narakut, who uh, took away our first sliding medal. That was uh, uh, wrapped up the, the week that was for the Aussies over there. I think we're going to finish 17th. Uh, I think uh, interesting comparisons will finish above nations like Spain. Um, fair bit of fair bit of snow in Spain. Um, some others that mm. I could probably look up, but it's been a little bit lackluster, I think. I tell you what's been bad. Get under we, radar. Well, you know, we touched on it last week. Mm-hmm. The Channel Seven coverage <laughs> of this Winter Olympics. Are they still covering it? It's fucking awful, man. It's so bad. Yeah. It is so so bad. They've got live and free on there, and I'm sitting there. I'm going, hmm. Uh, it's it's no what well, I'm going. It's nine thirty at night here. 
It's pitch black. Beijing's three hours behind us. It's, it'd be 6.30 over there, maybe it's 7. I don't know, I've had a few beers. And then I think, <laughs> it's fucking the middle of the day over there. How is yeah. this live and free? Yeah. This is live and f- this is live and free. This is live and we should pay you to listen to it. <laughs> but they got live and free up there and the robotic kind of nature of people that don't really know what they're talking about, much like this podcast, except they're making bulk coin and get, you know, make they up. Won the rights to it. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 been awful, quite frankly. Is it Channel Seven's fault or is it a product of people not watching it? A bit of both. A bit of both. Again, Winter Olympics. Australia, not renowned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know. I think if they took took it, you know, the ball out of the courts of the guy that calls horse racing and the go- the guy of uh, the lady that that covers soccer and cricket over here, and you know, throw her a bone, you know, to go over there, get get some people like Lydia Lassala, you know, good people yeah. that, that are in the know, just not people that are Channel Seven people that can go cover sports. What do you think? I I, I don't know, and and. The, the counter-argument is if you give it to all these, you know, snowboarding, you know, legends that you might – this might be the call. Yeah, that was sick. It was so dope. Trapped in, <laughs> hit the lip, whoopa, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, that's mate, that, that's the, the risk that you run. But I don't know. It just, it just seems kind of dry and unauthentic and, frankly, uh, disinteresting. Yeah. Un-Australian. Hmm. Anyways, mm. shout out to all our Winter Olympians over there. Punching shout out to those all won medals for us as well. Yeah, uh, punching well above Lovely. our weight. Norway killing it. Country of about 5 million people. Uh, obviously get a lot of snow. Um, absolutely killing it. And, yeah, it's about to wrap up. Yeah. So, um, is it Isaiah Thomas? Yes. Team, team Isaiah just won game one of a four-team Rising Stars tournament. First of 50. Yeah, first of 50. And they were behind for a lot of that as well. And they um, got it on uh, field goals in the end. Very interesting setup, isn't it? First of 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess it's, you know, it's a quick game. Well, what did that take? 30 minutes? Yeah, yeah, very quickly, actually. Yeah. And, you know, get the free throws out. Whether they'll play the other game straight after that, because there's um, four teams according to that, that bracket they just showed. You'd, you'd think so. Um, and then maybe have the final tomorrow or whatever it is. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway. Footy's not far off. We are rocking our AFL mm. uh, both merchandise. Code, both codes in, in trials currently. Yeah, both yeah. codes going through the trials. Keep an eye out. What happens? What are we? Two weeks away from the NRL? Three weeks for the AFL? Uh, this is the time. It's an exciting time of the year where you want to be looking at, you know, your fantasy kind of stuff. Mm. Your, your cash cows. <laughs> who's going to be the good rookies? Who can you get unders? Uh, it's it's an exciting time. And yeah, geez, the summer goes quick and, and straight back into footy, boys. We excited? Yeah. Uh, for AFL, yes, the NRL, no. <laughs> and Fuck the bummer league, no. Well, well, we spoke about it last year and why... why another year, give them, give them another chance. But yeah. I'm well, just waiting for the next thing that they'll do to fuck it up like they did last time. And Well, well and, and you're alluding to rule changes mostly. Oh, like, it doesn't have to be. Just whatever the NRL is going to do, dumb this year. Like, they always do something <laughs> dumb. <laughs> I just can't wait. It was, hopefully, Actually, it's not week one. No, on that, um, not so dumb. I think um, CEO Abdo uh, has come out saying that they will be looking at changing up the um, where they conduct the trading and probably put in a trading window. Actually, that's not too bad. So yeah, that's that's good. 
work out. Let's for you. go look so, at some of the biggest leagues in the world <laughs> and just copy that. Exactly, it's not that hard. It's not that, but yeah, it's, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, and so not, yeah, the constant rule training for me and the the way that the game was yeah. officiated. You know, we speak about Magic Round last last year to where we yeah. got to in the in the grand finals. It's a different game. Yeah, yeah. Just keep the keep it consistent. Yeah. So hopefully, for, they don't play more. around with the rules too much, and they do if they do implement stuff. Keep it more. I did see one one rule change. They are allowing players outside your thirty to not count against the cap if you get a COVID case, which was an issue last year. So they've yeah, they had a lot of trouble. Yeah, when when um, guys couldn't travel, fielding teams. Yeah, so the now I think there's some leniency there and salary cap wise to get um, young fellas games. If they don't have enough due to COVID reasons, mm. and the F one, when when is, are we back? Is it uh, March as well? Yeah, I can believe we get a date. On, we find a on date. Race one. What's the news there, Sean? Biggest news, of course, was Michael Massa getting the sack uh, late last night. I think it was actually. Um, Which fe- game? Fe- well, no, he's the um, he's race director. Race director. Oh, so, okay. so the one that essentially. Did all the manipulating as court to Lewis Hamilton to uh, have the way that race ended. So, um, writing was on the wall. It was going to happen. Uh, it was more than likely that he was going to get the boot. Um, it's just been a made official that that is the case. Uh, also, confirmation that Lewis is going to come back. So, uh, last year was the retirement talk. He signed the two-year deal. He is going to do his second year. Um, whether he was or wasn't ever going to retire, I doubt it. Um, Lewis is a competitor. So he was going to come back and they've been doing all their car reveals and I'm not sure if you can find yep. me some pictures of, say, the Ferrari and the Silver Arrow. Um, Mercedes has done definitely gone back to silver. Um, uh, from They've ran black as their car for the last two years to support the Black Lives Matters movement. They're going back to silver. Uh, but it's quite interesting. Uh, they're doing all the race for cars because um, the first race um, being a couple of weeks away. Uh, the different designs, um, the Ferrari looking very sexy uh, as one, um, uh, but with the new rules, so all the new rule regulations coming into effect, mm. all the new car designs, um, the Ferrari, uh, whether they're taking the piss or not with their side pods, um, their, uh, that, that picture there, James, the one... Uh, you know the chat about you can have bath a baby in that side pod because <laughs> uh, it comes so far out. So they've uh, really allowed side pods essentially back in F one for aerodynamics, the exhaust yep. gases, blah blah, etc. How, how does that car. work for the the casual F one fan? I want to if you can get some comparison shots as um, uh, you know, just just to F one car review comparisons. Uh, the design, so they're all very actually really different. So mm. surprisingly, um, so if you look at uh, any ones of those. Um, the front on really works well for the, the side pods, but the, the actual – so the front wings are all different. So the side pods, they've got more tucked in and square, mm-hmm. whereas the Ferrari one, if you've got the Ferrari, is actually flatter and wider, like it's oval-shaped. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's like it's to- the car's all totally different. So it's actually really good um, for, a, for a racing kind of comparison. So this is all wide and comes out mm-hmm. here. Um, you know, most motor – Motor racing, see how that, that's really wide, and they've got the rig, you know, oval shape there. Mm. Mercedes is a square. Yeah. They look very uh, different. To yeah. Shape. So, um, and yes, very different with all the new regulations with the wheel tires sizes, yep. with the difference in arrow arrow they're allowed. Um, well, Mercedes has got their front wing. It's very steeped um, 
in the pains in between, mm-hmm. I guess, the end plates there. Yeah, well, like um, um, Aston, uh, uh, um, not, uh, Austin, not Austin, Aston. Adam, had it first first <laughs> Aston Martin, they have a very big wing. Mm. It's uh, whereas the very others, high as well. Yeah, very high as well. Whereas um, like the, I've forgotten what Lando drives now. McLaren. McLarens um, have, you know, a very kind of tighter car, like a lot less in the side pod design. Um, so it's, yeah, it's. Really interesting. So it's probably the great thing about F1 because a lot of motor racing has like a specs race. You've got to race mm. your car like this to the specs, whereas they give them regulations and then go be creative with that. Mm. The, these are the size yeah. and your limitations. Whatever you do within that guideline, that's up to you. So which is going to be really interesting this year because every car is basically brand new with the regulations. Who knows what's going to be good? Um, so it could be a complete a role reversal of where they're going to be for the design of the cars. So, so they've got their more square and they've, they don't have the kind of tucking in the side pods there. The wings, front wings are a bit different. So Using those grills are so – Austin Martin, I can't remember Mercedes were using it. Ferrari's using Aston. it. Aston. Aston. Yeah, don't yeah. get it right like I did. <laughs> the guy that knows nothing about cars knows how to say it. Well, you can speak. We just talk. We just go vroom. We just go vroom vroom. Hey, here, me lucky. Um, yeah, interesting designs, interesting, I guess, concepts in terms of the aero and how they're going to use um, the airflow, I suppose, a little bit more so over the car rather than under car, try and get mm-hmm. that positive pressure over the top to bring a negative pressure underneath. Um, we got the u- usage of barge boards um, anymore will be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this going to open it up, uh, do you think, in terms of just the, the neutral viewer? Uh, F1 car comparison. Will, uh, it be, will it be Hamilton Verstappen or does the new cars kind of open it up? Well, there is a s- more of a spending cap. So it should be, uh, you know, the, the amount, there's an, oh, using, there's an ESPN uh, article that actually, um, what is your car? Wow, this is such a shit browser that you're using. Um, yes, this is the... <laughs> Just to scroll through some, some uh, so because it's got a bunch of images. So you had the Ferrari with the, mm-hmm. the different kind of designs there, sure. different wing. Um, so you can see the front on what that looks like, you know, smaller kind of front wing. Uh, then they, these, then the Mercedes, kind of the front wing has more of a drop down. Red Bull, completely different design. They don't have the, the vents in their side pods, but they've got the big mm. like over ones. Kind of a square closed off side pod with then all the vents in it, different wing design. Like for which brand? Uh, for the Aston. James <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bond, let's go. McLaren, <laughs> McLaren is actually a lot more sleeker, so they mm. don't have big side pods, but they've got more of the uh, supporting sort of aero like on the floor there. And it mm. kind of, theirs tucks in. So if you look at the overhead shot, um, their car kind of tucks in more mm. in the middle there. They've also changed up their suspension layup. So what they would normally have um, in a regular season last year, they've reversed it um, with the push and pull rods in their suspension. So, so to answer your question, Peppy, is like who knows? It's all mm. so different. Like mm. the cards are all being engineered like the, again, different again, and mm. how their side pod kind of it takes it in the middle and then runs it down to the like theirs goes down. The AlphaTauri uh, runs down the car. Um, I think that, I think that's good. I think that's good for the F one. You know, big time. Mm. Like again, well, that's completely different again. Um, the Williams there, so uh, it, it could. So will we see? To answer your point, spending cap. 
they have all spent the same. You know, Mercedes, Red Bull have fuckloads of money. Um, they've spent their money in the de- their design, so you assume their designs are good. But there's probably going to be a bit more parity. They, of course, still have the best drivers in the world. Um, but hopefully, you'll see closer racing, less turbulent air and aero causing issues to be close. So they mm. should be closer throughout the race, which would lead to more overtakes. Uh, so it should be a more competitive season. So who really mm. knows is probably the answer to that question. You never one of these other teams might have just ticked the right box with their design and be a second quicker. And a second is an absolute mile in F1. Um, and that could be the difference. Or they could all be really, really close and you'll have a different winner every week. So that's what I'll I'm personally that's what I want to hear. Yeah. That's what I want to hear. Um, yeah, really looking forward to it. Really liking some of all the designs. Um, so yeah, definitely check out the the front on views and the overhead views of comparison shots of the cars because there are a lot of differences um, this year, which is really really good to see. Definitely, yeah. Um, just back on race directors. So this year they're going, um, they're electing to have two race directors. They'll alternate each race. Um, so we've got uh, Niels Wittich and Eduardo Ferritas, um, who will be. Um, the rest directors, and I believe they will also have a independent consultant that will sort of help help them um, through races. Well, you um, got to remember that you know they are the director, but they have a whole team under them that helps them make decisions and yeah, like does all I the mean, shit they need to do. So again, Michael Massa, the the top dog scapegoat, <laughs> he's the one <laughs> that gets a the common self. theme. Yeah, that's it. Um, he, again, he's the face of the race director, um, mm. or the, the race or FIA, the the guys that are controlling. Um, the race as it happens. That's it, um, yeah. So with all the other stewards, etc. Yeah, and yeah, to that um, as well. They're going to they're going to have a virtual race control room. So just like your VAR in football, um, uh, we'll have. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've seen some memes of uh, <laughs> like all the, all the cars stopped on track while they're waiting for the VAR VAR <laughs> to make a decision on what needs That's to happen, it. like it does in other sports. So yeah, it, it made stops it, play. Yeah. It made all the other sports <laughs> so much better. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I think we mentioned it before, but yeah, with the um, race director, they'll cut direct communications from team principals, um, try and stop that influence throughout they, they the only, race. Yeah, they only, oh, actually, I don't think they added that recently. I think that's been a pretty common occurrence in F1 for a while, mm-hmm. but they their exposure to what's actually said during broadcasts, that yes. was new in the last couple of years. Yeah, so last year was, I think, the first year where they actually had um, the radio chat between the FIA and teams yeah. um whereas in terms of yeah yeah so now questioning stuff um so now it's now yeah. directly on the radio and so you'll lose all you can't have the lobbying essentially they're trying to get mm. there but that that still won't s- stop you know toto wolf going for a run up to the student's office to plead his case yeah. like they've definitely did that this season yeah um so instead of doing it uh over the radio they'll do it in person so. that's it yeah and that will wrap up our week on the Esky. Uh, thank you for those that have tuned in. Uh, obviously, still a little bit of teething getting through uh, the internet issues at the new Monkey Cave, the Esky Cave, yep. down yep. in the basement. But we should be able to sort that out pretty soon. Uh, what's our plans next? Are we going to have a, a week off next week? I've got a wedding. Ooh. Whatever works, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out during the week. Mike, we might come back for a full comprehensive preview of the National Rugby League and the mm-hmm. AFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we say goodbye to the National Football League, but we've got the NBA yep. and soccer heating up. Uh, yep. Cricket never stops. 
Um, thank you, boys. Thank you to the Carlton Draft for our new kit. Again, yeah. that code is Esky, E-S-K-Y, to get 20% off Carlton Draft merch. Hit that up. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, there the you Jared, go. Got the back. The Jared and Tom Berry bros. Yeah. Um, Actually, you got your, your Carlton mids on the back yeah, as well. Yeah, I can <laughs> do, a, do a quick spin. This is like Milan, Paris, <laughs> New York. Denman Prospect. That's uh, it. You got the legs for it, Pep, so I don't I know do have the legs. <laughs> I do have the legs. I'm considering a That's career it. change. You, you might actually uh, step out of frame here. Yeah, too, if, too uh, tall. if Gucci or Dolce and & Gabbana had a, a tall male model uh, with, with underdeveloped um, quads. Can't, you can't grow them, dude. It's impossible. It's impossible to grow cars. It's genetic. <laughs> Yeah, you're in French frame. Yeah, 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 you're good. You're good. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, you got your mids there. Sammy Walsh, Paddy Cripps, Mark Murphy. Let's go. <laughs> Let's make the eight this year. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Aim, right. Aiming high. <laughs> oh, come on. It's it's achievable. Uh, <laughs> it no, thank you to anyone that has tuned in to this absolute dribble. Uh, please consider checking us out on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a Facebook now. Uh, doing big things in the Twitterverse. Um, who knows? It's all... Uh, fake and you know attributes to our lives being more miserable. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love sports. What are you talking about? Social media, social media, 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 media yes. that's, what, uh, that's what I'm generally. About. The lads yeah. talking yeah. about sports. That's that's where it's at. Yeah. yeah, no, that was just a joke, a joke, a dark one at that. <laughs> um, no, in all seriousness, thank you to anyone that at, um, has supported us and listened. Thank you, um, you We may have next week off, um, and we'll we go. we'll be back in two weeks uh, to preview the upcoming Australian sports um, and talk general dribble. Yeah. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Thank you, everyone. See you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.